All right, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Today, episode 88. 88. Liam, welcome to the show for your first time. Matthew, welcome back. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me. Oh, yes, absolutely. (laughs) Now, this is exactly 10 episodes after your first appearance. Jesus, I feel like I was here like... A couple of weeks ago. Yeah, you were, but this is going to come out two and a half months after that one wow. was, was released. So Man, he's been going crazy in the lab lately. Yes, I have. It's been <laughs> it's been a lot, and it's a lot of fun, especially more specific. Now, yeah. did you listen to your own episode? So, I did. I did. did, yeah. I mean, so obviously I've heard all my stories, so uh-huh. so it's not as exciting to yes. listen back to it. Mostly I just wanted uh-huh. to make sure I didn't say anything really stupid, but mm-hmm. so far so good. I think I got through like two hours of it other than just being bored uh-huh. by my own voice. It was okay. all right. Yeah. <laughs> now, we're going to hop straight into questions with Liam because Liam has to leave in about an hour or so, has to get out of here, so we got we to gotta hear your story. So first off, kind of like, obviously you're German. I am. So kind of int- introduce yourself, where you're from maybe, or... Kind of like, give me some base knowledge. I gotta know. So we, I'm living in the uh, west of Germany in okay. Münst, near Münster, but okay. I'm studying in Munich. So since uh, 2019, I'm living in Munich. So where the big Oktoberfest is staring, the staring mm. place of a big Oktoberfest, well known, mm. and we get all the big steins of mass <laughs> of a mass beer. <laughs> so that's what's all about in Munich, mm-hmm. more or less. And I came to Stoughton first in 2017 to okay. for the gap exchange we had. Okay, so this isn't your first time in the U.S. It's not my first time. It's no. like my eighth or ninth time. Eighth time, I think. I traveled some parts. Where else have you been? I've been to, this year. I've to been already to Florida and Miami, and we did a me and a friend did a round trip around uh, like Orlando, mm. Tampa, and then back to Miami. Mm. How long is the flight from here to? Uh, Germany. So from Chicago on the way from Germany, it's okay. uh, roughly 10 hours. And the way hours. back, it's like six to seven because of a jet stream. Mm. So, but it's always a night flight and it's a little bit harder because I think you we, you always start at uh, six or uh-huh. seven uh, p.m. The flight leaves and you arrive at German time at 6 a.m. and you're wasted because it's still midnight in the U.S. <laughs> and then you need to be awake for a whole other day. <laughs> yeah, I went through that. It was not. It was definitely yes. not easy. I felt like shit my first day over in England. Oh. The way back, it's way easier because you just stand up early, and it's. I think it's when you just have more from the day, mm. and then you go to bed at ten p.m. Why? Mm. And are you are you good on? Are you good with flying? You yeah. you freak out yeah, a lot I'm on free. there. I, I have no, no problems. No problems. No problems he, at he's all. Always traveling somewhere. I always. Swear. Every like every time I look at his Snapchat story, like every couple of weeks, he's just like <laughs> up in the like Alps or something. It's crazy. Yeah, like Munich is not that far from the Alps, so it's only like one hour of drive. Mm. So it's pretty easy to come. Mm. Now, let's let's go on to this. So, where are you staying right now? I'm staying at Patrick Regan's house. Oh. You may know him. He yes. was my exchange student, so I'm yes. staying at his place. Mm. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And, okay. That's so. actually how I met Liam is because Patrick was on my soccer team. I mm. wasn't actually good enough at German at the time to be a part mm. of the GAP program, but mm. I like to think it's gotten a little bit better. I guess Liam could maybe attest to that or not. Yeah. Mm. It, it got in Germany. You spoke good German. <laughs> too, many, you, too many Germans. You think so? You think he speaks good German? <laughs> he... he imp- <laughs> Um, compared to other uh, people from extension, he improved, and that one uh, got okay. a little bit less. Okay, but I, I never took any German classes, so you took Spanish, though. I right? took Spanish. It's not that bad either. Yeah, not that bad. But 
was he able to like when he was over in Germany? Did he have any problems communicating with other people at all? Or he just we, he just took English. <laughs> yeah, no, their English is like okay. insanely good. Like obviously, he, yes, his obviously, English yes. is incredible and. I would say most people like because they start learning so early, it's just no problem for them. And it's, like, I would say it's even more important because of through social media and all uh-huh. that stuff, we kind of get Americanized, you call it. Mm-hmm. Because like for me, I'm I'm a big NBA NFL fan, yes. so I obviously you listen to it on English purely, uh-huh. and that but it's growing more and more. So you're just consuming more media in English. I know many who. Who are, who are just watching Netflix on English because they like the original voices. Yes. Mm. We have pretty good German uh, speakers who speak on the mm. movie, but obviously the original one just is 100% on point. Mm. Now, do you have any favorite like NFL teams or NBA teams? Yeah, like, well, yeah. So in the, I'm, I'm very mixed on the NFL. I'm obviously Packers uh-huh. because good I got the influence here. I'm actually going to the London game this year mm. for in week five, Packers against Giants. Ooh. So I'm looking forward to see Aaron Rodgers sling some balls to <laughs> Alan Lazar. To to who? Who? To, to the new Hall of Famer. <laughs> <laughs> what about NBA? You any? So NBA, I'm Miami because it was my first city okay. in the US. Okay. But I went there. I went there in the year they went back to back. But I wasn't into basketball. Just I started get interested in basketball in 2015. Okay. So they weren't good anymore. Okay. And so, what have you done so far? Like. On this trip since you've been here? So we went to Chicago, spent the three days, and then obviously came here to Stoughton right away. Yes. To meet you people. Like, I uh-huh. beat Matt in golf. I beat him pretty hard. Mm. Well, my team. <laughs> we were playing like a 2v2 best ball at, yes. at, at a par three course, nonetheless. <laughs> we were over at Creekview. Mm. Oh, the and classic I, course. I was uh, paired with somebody who had never played golf before. That's my excuse. He would have beat okay. me otherwise 100%, but that's okay. my excuse. <laughs> but I'm not that good either. I just started playing in 2020 again. Mm. I played when I was like six, seven. Then, okay. then I stopped and I picked it up again. Mm-hmm. Now, how? What do you usually shoot? Like, what's your what do you what do you score? Ah. Do you even know? I have, I guess like 20 over par. <laughs> so that's pretty. That's still pretty good though. It's, it's just the beginning, but probably getting close there anytime soon. Mm-hmm. I have just yet- need to keep practicing. Yeah, I have yet to shoot under 100. So I mean, I started like two months ago, but. That's still what if you're, yeah, you're not going to shoot under 100 in like the first two months, but yeah. eventually, yeah, if you're if you're getting close to 100 at this point, maybe we'll see. I, we'll I kind of get, I, I don't know if it's like fatigue, but I I just always shoot so much worse in the back nine, mm. and then it's like if I get like a six or seven, I'm just like, all right, I'm done mm. for the day. I'm just gonna have fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, He's just too bogged. <laughs> <laughs> is golfing big in Germany? Like, do a lot of people play it? Uh, in comparison to the US, okay. nowhere close because it's in Germany. It's like a high society sports. Mm-hmm. There are very high standards. You have like how we went on the golf course would never be possible <laughs> in Germany because you have like the right shoes, like the golf shoes with spikes. You need to have like the, at least a collar shirt. Mm. It could be long and short. That's yes. that they don't care about it, but it should be. It's because a lot of old people who are the main golf mm-hmm. players still in Germany are are very careful. And they oh, we need to have it like that, mm. like that. I don't like if it's uh, if it's rude. Youth people are on it, but yeah. I think we need to change it because it's a nice sport and uh-huh. we need to make it more popular. Yes, mm-hmm. and that's what I like about yes. VS. Everyone, like everyone, is playing here. If some play it like more professional or mm. take it more seriously, but it's just a lot of fun. I think we should oh yes 
get into more, make it more casual. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it's like not that awkward, it's so formal, everything is so formal. Mm -hmm. and that's I, I love going on a golf course and just m messing around, just like doing, mm -hmm. just not even taking it seriously. If you saw how we drove, drinks, yeah. if <laughs> we saw how we drove a cart, because like at my golf, golf, golf club in Germany, mm -hmm. our carts, I don't know, since a few years, they got geofencing, so oh. you can only drive on certain points of, oh, on the fairway. I've seen that, yes. And if, And that's why we drove like crazy here, like <laughs> left, right. They, <laughs> the two Germans that he came with, like they didn't even care about the golf. They were just messing around on the golf carts the entire time. Like w there was like gravel cart paths. They were trying to like drift on it and shit. <laughs> oh my god! Like they said that they would be incarcerated if they drove like that in a golf cart in Germany. <laughs> yeah, like I was I, a little bit. Always had like the fear that somebody is coming and kicking me out. <laughs> Because not on a par three, it costs twelve dollars no. yeah. to play there. So, <laughs> but so I would probably what's the prices for par, for an eighteen hole I'm, like par I'm, five, par four? So I'm a not, mixed one. I'm not exactly sure. I what what do, what does Coachman's cost? I don't I don't even know. I'm not entirely sure. I'd say from the I I usually play on cheaper courses just because I, you it doesn't, trash? doesn't yeah well it doesn't make a big difference to me yet because I'm not really aiming for any specific score so. I would say for me, it averages around like 50 bucks with a cart, maybe upwards yeah. to 60. But okay, this, uh, this price are pretty similar, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Now, Germany. Do you, do you remember your, your first trip ever to the US? Where did you go for that? So, my first trip was in Miami. Was it my, yes, it was okay, Miami. We stayed there for, I think, four days. And then we went on to Cancun uh -huh. for a summer holiday, Ooh. summer vacation. Ooh. Now, What what are some things you remember like your initial reaction about the US being? Like do you what do you remember about like your that very first like, things that shocked you let's say? Yeah, obviously like everything is bigger like the cars uh -huh. wouldn't fit. Like we have big and nice luxury cars but like a pickup is a whole nother different level. Mm. Like imagine you know the German S class or all that yes. fancy stuff. They are big cars but mm -hmm. still it would be a dream to drive them here because Every parking lot is, you have so much space. Mm -hmm. German is like, if you even if you go to older cities, like it's very narrow, even the streets. So mm -hmm. that was one part. And obviously, I remember we flew to Cancun. Mm -hmm. And then on the way back, we, we flew to um, Dallas. But we yes. didn't stay until it's just transit. Uh -huh. And then we went back and we talked to some guys on the counter. And he talked about all his weapons, how he almost shot one of his friends because he was entering or intruding his home <laughs> and then we were just like it was just crazy because like in germany weapons are nowhere it's not oh. normal to have one. Oh yeah it's very rare i barely mm -hmm. know probably one people one guy mm. and so and obviously the police but yeah that's yeah. That, that's what shocked me and mm. for me it's like The main reason why you have so many school shootings. <laughs> fair to say, fair to say. <laughs> like half the time that Liam is here, we're just like, just making fun of each other for like stereotypes that we have over the other person's country. Mm. <laughs> like like yesterday we were at the coffee cup mm -hmm. grabbing breakfast and I told the waiter that these guys were German and she's like, oh, so the, keep in mind it's 9am. She's like, oh, can I get you guys a beer? We have spotted cow. <laughs> and they said yes. So they were drinking at 9am yesterday oh, at coffee cup. Of course. Cup. Oh, we need to make yes, to fulfill our stereotype. I mean, I mean, you can't turn it down. I can't. No. Even a spotted cow, it comes pretty... It's a pretty good beer. Uh -huh. Not as high as German standards, but we found, 
We found, we found, we did a beer tasting at Matt's place yes, uh, two days at ago. New, New Glarus Brewing. Okay. Yeah, yeah uh, and the beer tasting, you, he showed me some, like the best collection of us ranked worst beers and ranked best beers. Mm. Mm. And we found some pretty good beers. Mm. What were your favorites? You uh, the Czech one, I don't know. Yeah, it's, a, it's called the Potosi Pilsner. Okay. It's, what, it's, it's Potosi, Wisconsin is like in the middle of Wisconsin. They, they like grow potatoes there. It's not a very big brewery i think it's very old but it's actually a very very good pilsner um that just kind of i don't know surprised mm. i think it surprised both of us but mm. uh one of the surprise outliers was bush apple made it onto there well they you didn't hate it? it at least because you go ahead go ahead I'll you could go you could go okay so in germany they have uh this thing called apfelschorle Okay. Which is a mix between apple juice and sparkling water. Okay. And it's like a drink that they they love. Like it's not just for kids. Like you know, I would he say, makes it all the time. I would say it's the. It's not a soda, but it's the most common one. So it's in okay. the soda category, yes. like a lot of people are ordering. I I love it too. I drink it. Like mm. it's my. If I have a soft drink at home, it's apple but it's not a soft drink. Mm. It's a very good hangover cure too. I found out. When I was over in Germany. Yeah, when you cannot drink any water anymore and yeah. all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, so essentially Bush Apple was pretty damn close to that. Like, and, and I... I you, you never had it before? I, I did have it when I was... Well, Bush Apple, no. I I do not like Bush Apple. But mm. I I guess it is kind of similar to Apfelschorle, but it's like... I just don't I don't like yeast mixed up with my apple juice, so that's yeah. just a personal preference. But different you know. taste. Mm. But we liked it, and we liked what I really can recommend is uh, the Kölsch from uh, New Glarus Brewing. Okay. The Kölsch. Okay. Because it's a um, it's a German style brew out of uh, Cologne, the city, and mm. usually we drink like it's usually like. 0.2 liters, so it's... Yeah, real small glasses. It's like really small glass, like a little bit bigger than a shot glass. Okay. And so just like this long, so... And you just drink like one every second, <laughs> and they just bring it onto you, and you just got stripes on your cart, and then you get a new one. And it has, it has a pretty good taste, so mm. I would definitely recommend at least to try it. So I think or we, we said it like you could serve it in Germany, and you wouldn't notice a difference. You could... Just in a glass, we would say it's beer from Germany. Which, going into it, like, did you think that we would be able to find anything like that here? No. Uh, obviously, and I thought it like in maybe smaller. If if we found it, then in smaller breweries, mm -hmm. but not in the big ones. Yeah. But it, I thought it was very unlikely, very very unlikely that it comes so close. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm. uh, their beers are definitely different over there. It's okay. crazy. But like the main problem I have. With, well, what's the main problem for me with USB is like it comes out of cans. The, yes. the, the most of it comes out of cans. And it's like kind of a rule tap. So out of a yes. draft beer and then out of a glass and then the can. So because we are used to drink all the time out of a glass if we go out or if you go to a bar, obviously the draft beer. Mm. Now, what is hands down your favorite kind of beer? Hands down. Like, like style. So I like uh, Helles or Lager. Okay. It's, I think it's lager or the, or the Pilsner. It's just between. Sometimes I prefer this one. Sometimes I prefer with this one. But I also like uh, wheat beer. So mm -hmm. it's uh, Weizen in Germany. And it's very good too. But you cannot drink too many of it because the next day it's going to be a little bit ugly. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's a very Yeah, it's a very heavy one. So yes. obviously it's made out of, you know, wheat. which So it has a lot more calories in it. And uh, 
I can confirm when you're over there, the, the morning <laughs> definitely doesn't feel as good. <laughs> but like like Velaga Valhelis, which comes out of a region of ba Bavaria, so it's uh -huh. if you go to an Oktoberfest, this is one the brew you're going to get, and it's like you can drink a lot. We he took down like oh five liters. Yeah. So a bit over a gallon of, of beer, which for them, that's probably nothing out of the ordinary, but that is, that's something I might not ever do again. <laughs> do you know when you're going to, if you're going to come back to the U.S. again, do you know when that I don't happen know. or is that I, just, I don't know when, wouldn't? but I want like always probably in the next one to two years. Yeah. It'll probably, if I had to guess, it'll probably be, um, whenever my girlfriend can get them Packers tickets. Because my girlfriend ah. has season tickets. Like her ah, whole family has season tickets <laughs> to the Packers. And and that's like one of the main things on his left on his bucket list in the U.S. So mm. Now, my next group of questions are kind of for like when you were younger. So when you were younger, what were like your favorite things to do in your free time? Like when you were a little kid, like what, what in Germany is the popular thing to do? Yeah, obviously playing soccer. Okay. So this is one, was one of the main... Um, probably like the main stuff I did when I was really long go always go on the field just playing around or obviously have practice with a soccer team mm -hmm. so that was like the main thing we always played you can you can play like pickup games for soccer there are some and that's what we did like most of the times and we had just a bunch of fun mm. staying out all all day long mm. now when you also when you were younger like what were your favorite like childhood shows that you would watch on TV Oh, now I need to think a little bit. I can't. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, we have like, when I was really young, until yes. I probably like six, seven, there's uh -huh. um, Der Sandmann. That's like a ritual we always uh, watched before going to bed. Because like mm -hmm. when we when my mom brought us to the bed, we watched it right before. And we knew always after this show, after this children's show, we go to bed. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah, it's just little, always little diaries. No, not diaries, uh, little storylines Okay. with the same character. Mm. And it's just, uh, it airs at the, every time. At, I think it was 7 until 7.15 every day. So this was our, like, bed, bedtime show. Mm. But I obviously, like, we all also has, um, what is it called? As if In Germany, it's uh, Sesamstraße. It's, is it Sesamstraße? Sesame Street. Sesame Street. Sesame Street. So that's Ooh. what we watched when I was younger also, but Ooh. like the German edition. Interesting. So <laughs> it wasn't my favorite one, but I like to watch it. And obviously there were some, uh, when I was a little bit older, like in the elementary school, I loved to watch like Hotel Zack and Cody with my brother mm. and uh, all the other Disney yes. stuff like uh, iCarly, yes. who was there. So Okay. And so what would you say like some of the landmark things to do in your hometown? Like the landmark, like what's the big thing to do? Um, probably like my, my, my hometown is not as big, but we have like, it's, you can compare to Stoughton and Madison. Like we just by car 50 minutes away from it. So I would say from Munster, from Munster, yeah. we have, it's a very, very nice old town. It's one, really one of the, it's very s small, but not too small. It's it's kind of big, but it's a very old town. It's beautiful. We have a lot of old houses. Like they are, like many of them are probably older than the whole US. So mm. I would definitely recommend to go there and even go there at night and grab some beers and the, like the old uh, bars and all that stuff because mm. they have just a different feeling. 
where you have all the old tables and just how small everything is. That's what I like. Mm. Now, also when you were younger, before having come to the U.S., what were like your thoughts of the U.S. before you came here? Probably it was just like through television because like when I was, I, w I went to the U.S. when I was 13, first, okay. my first time, so I wasn't that big into the okay. social media game yet. Okay. So you don't, Because now that's, I think it's easier to make a picture of the U.S. Because, but before, it was like my parents al always told me like it's the country of the controversies. <laughs> because on the one side you have like freedom, liberty and all that stuff. And then, I don't know, if you compare like all the gun things. Yes. This stuff. And mm -hmm. then you have like kind of, it's the biggest economy in the world. Mm -hmm. And then you have like someone look at the streets they're not that good anymore and especially like the um the energy supply like uh in germany it's almost everything is under the ground especially if you come to towns so we don't have uh, um how do you call it tornadoes no none of the tornadoes oh power uh, lines the power lines i thought you were talking about no no, like no i'm talking about the power lines here they are in the, like we have the big power lines who go from like a energy energy factory or okay yes power so plant. A, a, power, yes. a power plant correct we have the big ones too but the small ones are everything is under the earth and you always think like how we have the way biggest economy in the world how is not how do they put it under the ground and just wondering because when there are tornadoes or even uh, hurricanes it would save a lot of costs probably but Mm -hmm. like that's mm -hmm. one thing or even like in a storm like a heavy storm like you can get your power out for like yeah like a couple hours and that's and probably then so the next part to go back to the question yes. is uh like i most had a view from the hollywood standpoint kind uh -huh. of because that's like through the tv series we saw like everything is like you think like everything looks like new york or mm. hollywood so you know like Beverly Hills and maybe even Venice Beach and that's why that was like my main thing and in when I, I f went two years later I went to Los Angeles in 2015 okay and I've it's pretty similar to GTA 5 so <laughs> yeah. that's that was how I expected it and it came pretty close you were like going around city oh I know it here I know yes. it here I did this and this stuff here yes I played I still play a lot of GTA and I haven't been to LA yet I haven't that's been crazy. there, so I, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to go there someday. After like everything is so just hours even that bigger. Yeah, that's that's the most crazy thing because like in GTA, it's like two minutes to go from the sea to the uh -huh. Beverly Hills, mm -hmm. or even just take a helicopter. Yes, and in then it's like takes everything a little bit longer, like to go from the airport to Venice Beach, like almost one hour. Because <laughs> you actually have to stop at the traffic lights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably, <laughs> I just cannot speed through it. <laughs> well, you can, but. I don't know yeah. how far you'll get. <laughs> so this is a question I kind of added last second before I printed this out. But like, so I don't know, like high school-ish. I don't know. They call it, high, you call it high school? Uh, we call it um, gymnasium. Okay. So it's like gymnasium. It's the same word as gymnasium, but it okay. means high school for us. Okay. And then when you were in high school, what kind of like social events were there? Because here we have like prom homecoming like dances all this like, what what are the big like social events when you're in high school are they like sports events are they dance what are what what's going on so to the biggest event in high school is like the end of school like when you finish okay. when, when you graduate we yes. have like the big prom you can say it like okay. uh, it's called abibal 
because uh, our graduation is uh, Abitur and it's called Abibal and then it's like a, just a big party. Like in the morning, during, during noon, you get your um, graduation certificates mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And then at six, we have like a Abi movie, which shows like every scenes we maybe mm -hmm. may had during our class trips and all that stuff. And then just like a big party, obviously. Ooh. And everyone is legal to drink. That's <laughs> the biggest difference. Yeah, what's the drinking age again? Uh, so legally to buy beer at 16. Okay. To buy, and uh, so beer, wine, 16, and uh, vodka and all that hard liquors, it's 18. And you, but you can go into a restaurant and order beer at the age of 14 if your parents are okay with it. So See, that would be nice. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I mean, it's like Wisconsin is similar in that it's yeah. like the only the only state where you can like drink. I don't know if you have to be even like 18, but like with your no. when you're with your parents. Yeah, when you're with your parents. But it's yeah. four years younger, like, uh -huh. like it's 14 years old. Yeah, we, we always talked about it. When I came here last time to uh -huh. Stone, it was five years ago. Uh-huh. And oh, when the Americans came to, to our city, we were allowed to just drink. And now we are just allowed to drink here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like five years in between that's so crazy yeah because i i can't even legally drink yet i still have like months <laughs> to go <laughs> yeah listen uh, you, can't not, not, you, can't, you can't <laughs> I stop see, I it see. you can't stop <laughs> it's just gonna yeah yep. it just happens but i but because i was interested in this topic i saw like a movie or like a youtube small movie mm -hmm. uh up they were talking about and i think wisconsin was one of the um states who had Uh, until a certain thing, they had it until eight. I think eighteen. Yes. I was pretty young, but then the government wanted to change it all over the U.S. because of the uh, driving uh -huh. uh, accidents. Yes. and they forced the states by saying, "Oh, if you don't, if you don't uh, limit the age to twenty-one, uh -huh. we will cut costs for your roads." And obviously, yes. every state does it because you need to repair roads mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Yeah, like my my grandpa when he was young, when he was probably like our age. He could. He the legal age was eighteen. I I remember yeah. exactly what year that switched over. But I think both of my parents like started like it was like right when they were turning like twenty one. It okay. changed, so I okay. can't really do the math in my head. But yeah, <laughs> and they they changed for tobacco here. It's also twenty one. Oh god, yeah. Oh, they changed was, it. Yes, it was, was. It was that was in like my lifetime. So right when I was turning eighteen, they changed it to twenty one. Yeah, that hit some people that's, at our school that, pretty hard. I remember <laughs> that's what, what what I always didn't understand because like in Germany it's like 18 both. Uh -huh. So 18 you can do everything because yes. you're an adult. Mm -hmm. And the US was always like liquor and alcohol at 21 but you can smoke. That uh -huh. doesn't make any sense in uh -huh. comparison. Why do it with 18 when do both 18? Mm -hmm. And then it just switched over one yeah. day and I was like, well, so at least it shit. makes it, ma it make at least it makes more sense with the other law, but uh -huh. It's, it's whatever. Now, are I assume you're in college right now. I am, yeah. Yes, you are. Now, where do you go? Where do you go to college? So, Munich. Munich. Okay. Now, what are you studying there? I'm studying kind of a mix. Sort of, it's What's the German name? The German name is Wirtschaftsingenieurwesen. So, it's... Um, bis, it's, it's You can kind of, it's a mix out of industrial engineering, business engineering. So, I don't know. It's Ooh. less than one-to-one -one, uh, translation, but it comes close to this two... Topic, so I have some engineering stuff. So it's like 50% engineering and 50% uh -huh. business. Which that's economics. actually, it's what I went originally went to school for. I went to school for industrial engineering and okay. yeah, I couldn't do calculus. So Liam's, Liam's still on the, on the right path. He's yeah, stuck going, with it. I'm going to finish for my bachelor degrees this winter. Ooh, so almost done. 
almost done and then i don't know if, if i'm going to do some internships afterwards or maybe even do a master i don't know yet so that's what i need to decide in the next couple of months mm. now what were some of the, like the easiest the, the your favorite classes you've taken and the least favorite class that you've had to take now, i won't say easiest but your favorite least favorite so obviously like what odd was uh balancing and uh probably it's it's kind of accounting is it yeah like it's ba mm. all the balance sheets and all that yeah. sh shitty stuff i don't like it it's <laughs> no. so boring don't worry for I, me, take, for I take me. no offense to that you're yeah. correct <laughs> for me it's boring so mm. uh, what was the the favorite thing yeah probably something about um uh i i like uh, logistics or supply chain kind of a little mm. bit it's because it's very interesting to because you have like in a now in the modern world you mm -hmm. have like all these factors coming in and it's going from i don't know china or the information comes from the us like apple and when we're producing in china everything can disturb it so that's what okay. i can personally interesting i don't know if it's going to mm -hmm. be my topic where we'll work in a few years but it was interesting uh, and we had a pretty good uh prof mm -hmm. now and were you interested in this kind of stuff from a young age or like have you did it kind of just start as you getting interested as you left so i'm always i always was interested like in global stuff because i was mm -hmm. uh like uh in high, in high school i had um geo we call it geography geographic because but they do a lot of more stuff because they're looking at all the different factors like yes. in all over the world so i'm always in this world stuff to see how what affects this one and this stuff and this stuff so kind of yes Okay. So, but this is more detailed, uh, detailed uh, perception of it. So, mm. in the general, I am. Uh -huh. And then once you're, once you graduate, what like kind of internship job are you more looking for? So right now, I did an internship as a process optimization in the process optimization part of a German, uh, uh, German, what is it called? German. A big, it's a big German company. We we build parts for Pratt and Whitney and uh, okay. General Electric. So okay. we are in the we're building uh, uh, aircraft engines and some uh, jet engines. Mm -hmm. So and we are like pretty big. Like in every w one third of every aircraft, we have parts in. Ooh, so interesting. So it was really nice to see our production line because they are like high intensity work mm -hmm. work uh, processes, but Kind of now it's like too big of a company p for me because we have like very strict hierarchies. Yes. And that's because the company even comes from like a, it was for a former military company because mm -hmm. like I think it f its uh, origins started the, before the World War Two because they were producing like the engines for like uh, the German Fork 5, like the main uh, plane for German World War, mm -hmm. so they flew it. Yes. And then afterward, they obviously they change it. I think first the US used it for to repair their stuff, and then kind of they started again, and that's why it's very strict. And but nowadays it's kind of getting more agile over the years. Mm. Mm. But I think I can make a better progress to start at like a medium-sized company to le learn more stuff. Okay, now jumping around here a little bit, but Matthew, we kind of talked about this when you first came on the show. The biggest difference between like school over and germany and school here now have you what are like the big differences that like you noticed i mean obviously you went to school here for a little bit correct 
yeah, it's just yes. two and a half weeks, but I saw a yes. lot. So yes. yeah. So what was like some of the biggest like school differences that you saw? So one of the first one w- was like you had to you have the same schedule every day. So like mm-hmm. Monday is the same as Tuesday, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So it's on a daily base, and we our our is on a weekly base. So that was like, you know, it's like a big difference. But uh, then you obviously have what a b- what a big difference is. Um, the subjects, okay, because I kind like there were some that I really like because sometimes they are like more practical, more real to life. Okay. They are more useful, like uh, soft skills stuff. Like, uh, is it a public speaking yes. thing? Was one class? Yes. And I kind of like it because it's a really important soft skill to have in every position in your career to mm-hmm. to don't be afraid to speak openly to other people, and that's what I liked. But there was some stuff I cannot remember 100% that's like well just a little bit weird yeah. if you, why you, do you need this subject in yeah. school but we have the same in Germany so mm-hmm. I've for me personally I think we could adapt some some stuff but it's like sweet, vice versa we could mm-hmm. adapt stuff from you but otherwise too mm. now oh, oh yes. I have I have a biggest yes. difference yes if you come to the high school you have a huge parking lot here yes. in Germany it's like there are almost no parking lots around the school. So the most people just walk in. Uh, bike, biking. Bike, bike. So I I used to go by bike, like um, mm-hmm. so, like ten minute drive by bike. So that's like the the, the parking the parking bike parking lots are crowded, oh. so they're so full. But the parking lots are just like some for just who just turn eighteen because our legal age to drive is eighteen. Okay. Alone, so we can start at seventeen, but only with our parents. And at eighteen, we can drive alone. Okay. That's another yeah, it's difference. Actually kind of weird. Like they have like bike like parking lots where it's like almost a specific like like housing area for them. Okay. Like they have like roofs and stuff like that. Okay. They're actually really nice. Yeah, but so you can put on a bike and it doesn't get wet. Yeah. And like that's one of the biggest difference that everyone comes in by bike mm. and not by car. Mm. But or by bus, like if you're living in a smaller town around or on a farm or I don't know, they come by bus, obviously. Yeah, I almost got, when I was over in Europe, I almost got smoked by bikes like every week. <laughs> There's so many of them over And there. like the biggest bike cities you can visit are actually Amsterdam. It's like yeah. overcrowded by bikes and pretty similar to this is like because Amsterdam is only like two and a half hours away from my okay. hometown. It's uh, Münster, obviously, like we call it like it's the bike city <laughs> because I think we're, we're there, it's a population of 250,000 people. And there are roughly about uh, or estimated bikes around seven hundred fifty k, so <laughs> per person free bikes on average. <laughs> Jeez. And that's how the city looks. And we always say like the drive the bikers dictate how the way how to drive because as as a drive uh, when you go in car uh-huh. by car you need to be careful where they're going crazy because they think Everywhere. they think they own the street because <laughs> there are a lot of students like all the students are going by by um, by by bike. So mm. it's really crazy, but mm. I kind of I I'm attached to my bike at home, so <laughs> I like it because you you're you're still flexible and always doing some exercise. Yes. Yeah, and, and he likes to drive his bike home when he's drunk too. He's got some good stories. Did you give your bike a name? Uh, I didn't. No, I didn't. I gotta name it. <laughs> yeah, Liam's. Maybe got some. maybe I will co- I will consider it on my way on my uh, way home. Yeah, there mm. you go. Mm. Now. This next chunk of questions is something we got to talk about now because we're over half an hour in and we have to talk about this. So partying in Germany, partying in Germany in like general. So like 
when you party in Germany, where do you usually go? Are you at someone's? Are you at someone's house? You at a club? You at a bar? What is going on like the average night? So, as a student, so when we all turned eighteen, uh, it's like the average night for me. Personally, it's like we we meet up at a certain certain spot. So at a friend's house, mm-hmm. start like drinking, get get the you know get alcohol level up yes. inside your body. Uh-huh. Just having a good time, listen to music. Then around midnight, we go to a nightclub and just ah. I don't know keep on partying until five a.m. in the morning. Five a.m. <laughs> yeah, they go really I, I, late. I, I, I took him to one. Yes. Okay. That was actually that was one of the best clubs I've ever been to. Straight up, this is like a student night or whatever. You could just get like beers for like a dollar fifty. It was sick. <laughs> Half was a so liter good. beer. Yeah. Yeah. It was really good. So six. And then it was like really high quality beer, obviously too, because it's Germany. So. So that's what an average night looks like. But sometimes I, it also comes here and then that we just went go out for a bar and just like do a little bar hopping or just sit at bars and drink one or two cocktails. But if you go like crazy. Mm. Like two options, like in my my hometown where I come from, where smaller, we often do like house parties or like, but not as big as we can see it here, but just like 20, 30 people in the gardens, you know, just hanging around, listening to music and all that stuff. And sometimes we even go to the like Münster by by train, Uh so it's 10 minutes, and then go to a nightclub there and come back in the morning. Mm. In in Munich though, I think some of the best experiences are at the beer gardens. Oh yes, so in you know, Munich. What, what, what are the beer gardens? <laughs> it's, uh, go ahead. So oh, that's that's very popular, and especially in Bavaria, like, and this one goes from eighteen until probably until they die. Explain what Bavaria is, real quick. Bavaria. Yeah, it's the state of where Munich is. So okay, it's, so it's, it's like is it's not like a like a, a Bundesland, is it? It's, Bundesland, is it? Okay, so it's a yeah. state of yeah. from Germany, one of the sixteen. Mm. So, so it's the biggest. It's the biggest one by by uh, by area, and like Munich is one of the biggest economic cities and the third biggest one in Germany. And we have all the beer gardens, and they're amazing, really. Like you can and you grab a lot of beer. We had we had like three mass on a Tuesday, so, so three good. liters of beer, so <laughs> almost a gallon, like, like one liter shy, and then. Uh, you just hang out there, like everyone is coming there, bringing just good mood, relaxing, enjoying the still the, the warm weather, and just mm. grab some Bavarian dishes like uh, Haxe, Wiener Schnitzel, mm. uh, brat, Bratwurst, Bratwurst, uh, half chicken. Mm. That was the best one for sure. The we're chicken, we're in so the chicken, we're in the chicken. It's yeah. very good. So it's called Brathandel, and okay. it's very good. And then just get drunk. Mm. Now, in your opinion, what makes like a good bar, a good club, what makes... A good beer good, garden, a, too. A good beer garden. What makes them good? Go it's on a list. One, two, three. What so makes a good bar? First of all, it's always the atmosphere. Okay. Because uh, everything is... It's, if, if something is too empty, it's always not... It's not as good. In, but so, it cannot be too packed either because if it's too packed, like especially in a nightclub and you cannot move anymore, I don't like it. Because I sh- especially if I'm taller, mm. at least I'm tall enough so I can still see. Because I always imagine if I'm like a really short guy, I cannot see because everyone is like standing around me, so mm-hmm. you cannot move anymore. That's what I don't like. Yeah, it's very mm. easy to keep track of each other in, in yeah, Germany. We, Except we lost Japan a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> but he's red. Okay, he's yeah, red. no, okay. Explain, explain. So he's got this buddy who he calls. Uh, his name. His name is Felix, but they call him Japan or or so Japan. J- Japan, because he's like. Uh, 
His red is uh, his head is always red or his skin <laughs> on his and he has like white hair. He's like he's like one one skin type and one body type for before albino. So but he's he's not there yet. And if you put him if you put him on a, and he gets red very fast and if you put him behind a white uh, background, he looks like a Japanese flag. <laughs> especially especially if he wears a white shirt and it's a seemingly uh It's so funny if you see him and we call him like Japan. Oh, yeah. Japan. Japan. <laughs> yeah. And I would say, so when you're, when you're in uh, the beer gardens, like there's so many different kinds of like, so one of the places that we went is called the Hirschgarten, which uh -huh. is like, uh, has, it's, Dier, it's Deer Garden. Yeah, the Deer Garden. One to one. And um, so essentially you, like beer gardens, they always have all these really nice old German buildings mm. and you always go and pick up like the, the German masses, which is basically just a, giant glass mug which is a liter full of beer okay and you pick up the food from like a sort of cafeteria style line like uh from these really nice old german buildings and you just go and sit on these like well-made like wooden benches like it's ah. not like the shitty park benches yeah. you have here so it's like it's a really nice atmosphere and then you're surrounded by like all these like wild deer well they're not wild they're obviously well, captive. they're caged you're right and yeah. then you have but we have all the huge trees mm -hmm. old the old trees Yeah, so mm. it's like a very well developed park with like like massive like trees. It's very well kept and stuff like that. It was just it's just beautiful and they're and they're everywhere too. Like uh, you live next to the English Garden, yeah. So that's like but but English Garden is not a beer garden. It's like the huge a huge park. You can comp you can kind of compare to the um, Central Park. Oh, yeah, okay. that's the easiest one to compare to. But okay. because because uh, like open carry isn't a thing in Germany. They, ah. they just can put like beer gardens in the middle of the English garden. Yeah. And but <laughs> like it's very common even in Germany like we get a crate of beer like it's 20 beers and just go out in the park and just having you know, bring our own speaker and then listen to music, drink beer and play some stuff that's very common. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one of the just go out. the coolest things like like I would love if I went back to Germany, I would totally do this. Like so we went to the Eisbach. So we went and uh when we were really hungover one morning, we had to go <laughs> jump into the river that comes down from the Alps because it's really cold. Um, and he said that when they go out there, they just bring one of those massive crates of beer and they mm. just put it in the water and it keeps it so cold. And so good. Yeah. Especially like if it's a hot day, obviously a nice uh -huh. cold beer. Kulus Blondes. Mm. So cold blonde. Kulus Blondes. Doesn't get much better than that. <laughs> it's just a nice day, man. Mm. Mm. Now, What makes a good nightclub for you? What makes a good a good club? I, I got to hear this from your perspective. I've never been to a club <laughs> ever. So, what makes a good club? <laughs> uh, so for me, obviously, it's it's like the atmosphere always. It's okay. everywhere. Yeah. Atmosphere is like top level, and then you have um, the DJ, of course. Like I'm, I'm very open to different kind of music. So, uh -huh. but they it must be a good DJ who. I don't know, doesn't kill any good parts of a song and he knows how mm. to interact with a crowd. Mm. So I obviously like, I'm very into even just American rap music. Yes. So all that stuff. But I also like just pop and EDM. German Schlager music. German, <laughs> German, with German, we have German Schlager music, but it's a different kind of going out because German Schlager music is almost just drink and then sing along. Yeah, it's for the beer tents. That's for the beer tents. So if it's not a nightclub, but the nightclub, I like more like EDM dance music and must be mm. like just good atmosphere, good 
hopefully there are not too many people who just want to punch each other because that's you know always disturbing and sometimes they push off but yeah. i'm tall enough i can manage any mm. big fights they had fights break out a lot uh it's it's not it's not a big brawl it's like here and there one or two guys i don't know when mm. they try to get a girl probably i would guess or just uh spilling a drink or i don't know they kind mm. of get it but then the security pulls them out so if you're not in involved in it it's not too big of a deal and this okay. might be an assumption but would you say that people are generally more in check in germany just because like the police are more strict like if they have to get involved i, I cannot really compare it but i would guess we are but there are always depends where you go because they're always like there are always some people who are falling out of the line because they cannot control it, just drink too much. Yeah, yeah. And especially in bigger cities, you have like international club people always around who drink beer mm -hmm. and they cannot mm -hmm. handle it. Especially mm -hmm. the England, the guy, the people from England, they always get too <laughs> drunk. It's true. So. It's true. Now, I got some stories about like sometimes when you got way too drunk. <laughs> I, w I want you to tell the one where you where you fucking ended up in the cornfield on your bike. This one, or the or the one where you yeah. ended up walking home four oh, hours. Yeah, I, I would I would take this one <laughs> yes. in Munich. So me and two friends, we went to a beer hall. Uh -huh. So we get uh, a lot of beer. Cheap. It's very cheap and it's fresh and tastes all good. And we had like everyone had like we always we almost got to two gallons of beer at midnight. So in five and a half hours. Which okay, I would just say this. That, so in some places in Germany, they actually charge you to use the restroom in a beer hall. Can you imagine drinking two gallons of beer and being charged to go to the bathroom every fucking time? <laughs> like, and uh, this is the worst part Not about it. Not possible. Too. It's this is the worst part about it too. I've been to a club where I go to the bathroom and, and they say, "All right, just one time, or would you like to pay for the whole night?" I'm like, "Come on!" Like, so it's like three bucks if you want like a whole night restroom pass. <laughs> like, you gotta be joking. It's it's ridiculous. It's not possible. <laughs> and it's like. But like, it's not. But it was in Belgium, probably, but not in Germany. Yeah, no, I think it was in 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 Belgium and in, in uh, Netherlands. Because we have like Germany, it's more like uh, you have uh, in the nightclubs like the the cleaner who just sits there and they try to get some tips. Mm. That's what it's in Germany all about. It usually the young people don't do it because they don't have any money. <laughs> okay, <laughs> they, sorry, and, and they would uh, prefer to spend it on alcohol. <laughs> So, but where where were we? In, in the store, you got two, ah, yes. two gallons of beer. So we got a lot of beer in, and then we um, uh, kind of, you know, we were just already finished, and we just walked home, like, in zigzag lines. And we, w so there's, like, next to the beer hall is the Theresienwiesen, which the place where the Oktoberfest, it's the Oktoberfest ground, so okay. it's huge. And we walked home there, and we met other people just, just randomly and talked to them and played some German and started to play some German uh, drinking game to even put more liters on it than this one completely. Mm. Like, we were already very drunk and probably almost just this second before done, but this one killed us. And then we were like, even the text, when we wanted to, all the transportation things didn't uh, drive anymore because it was already 2 a.m. in the morning or 3 a.m., and then we wanted to grab a taxi, but they didn't want to get us in because obviously we were so drunk. They <laughs> thought we are going to throw up in their in their, ta in their car, <laughs> and that's why we walk. We walk like I don't know, three hours zigzagging, and then we lost each other because I, s I don't know it. They told me I said, "Oh, we need to go this direction," 
Because I, I was the only one who lives in Munich where I was just visiting. And I went this direction and I don't know, they came up to my place just around 10 minutes before me, but I was so wasted I couldn't even, like I kind of, my, and I think even my, my phone was dead. <laughs> so that was the next biggest thing. I think it wouldn't even help because I couldn't see it, what is on the phone, <laughs> because it was so blurry. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, but I somehow managed to get home and then I got home and it's, because they took my keys. I had uh -huh. keys. So I, I was really lucky they got home first because I, I went to my home and slept right in front of the door first. And then somebody came in because it's kind of a dorm, but not really, it's more of, there's many student apartments, mm -hmm. but like everyone is, uh, has his own apartment. Which you slept outside on the sidewalk? You know you know the glass glass thing about? Yeah, yeah I slept just before the door, <laughs> before I get in. And then, because I wanted to, it was cold. It was in the summer, but it's still, you know, in the night it cools down. So I was sleeping before and was lucky somebody came in mm. or gone out and I could use the door and get up right in front of my room and knock the door. <laughs> and I was lucky they were just, I don't know, one a few, a few minutes shy before going to bed and then I just went to bed and go to sleep. Mm, mm. And the next day was uh, not oh. good. <laughs> I, usually, I usually usually don't have very bad hangers so I never get headaches or something uh. like that. So I'm really oh, really lucky. Mm. But you know, you're just fatigued, you're done. Especially after a long nightclub night at 5am you only get five, five hours of sleep, dancing the whole night, your, your legs are tired. But yeah, they're so used to it because they drink like that much, like all the time. Like that's, like obviously that's a that's an outlier. But like drinking like four or five liters, like that's not an irregular occurrence. So the, he has like a whole process when he wakes up. He'll basically as soon as he gets up, he'll he'll have like one of those like thirty two ounce Gatorade water bottles next to okay. his bed. They are perfect. They're perfect to have them store them next to your bed because you can lay in your bed on your head. So you just like like this, and you can press <laughs> it to your mouth. I, I because five years ago I bought one and I experimented with some water bottles, like just normal ones. Uh -huh. And this one is the best because you can just lay down and just press it out and don't need to go up because you, if yeah. you're tired, you don't want to get uh -huh. up. And <laughs> you can just do like this and kind of sleep and go on yes. sleeping. Yeah, so, so the, second, the second he wakes up, he puts down like an entire 32 ounces of water, just falls back asleep. He wakes up and then he just does it again, just over and over <laughs> until he's like fine. Like, and I'm still like, like, yeah, in bed, like and how, struggling. How to often do you go out? Would you say? So, because I w I wasn't in an internship, so that's why I only went out on Friday and Saturdays, but that not that often. Okay. Because like when you work, it's a, it's everything is a little bit more yes. exhausting, yes. you know. Yes. Because I don't want to go, even I want to re recover a little bit more. But during my first years of studying, it was like. Yeah, normal. So the very hard weeks we start on uh, Wednesday, then Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So four <laughs> days in a row. But when I'm, I think the most common thing is to go like two, twice, in, or three times a week, and even go into a nightclub. Mm. Mm. <laughs> but obviously, oh even this one gets. We don't do it like for whole every week, but like to the start of this of a university or start of a semester. We do it like the first couple of weeks is like three to four times a week. <laughs> and then it slows down, obviously, because it's progressing. And then mm. you just maybe once or twice. Sometimes you go, you don't go out at all because you just need 
maybe of more important stuff to do. It's always yeah. there's always something happening. Uh, now, do you have any drinks you can't have anymore of because you had a bad experience with them? Or no, I don't. I I I know many people who have like oh I cannot drink tequila anymore I cannot do this I cannot do this for me it's like I I threw up from tequila once or twice I don't know but I still can drink it but it was like because like once I was so drunk we we went to a handball game so very popular German sport and we're just good. watching it and we were just killing beer and w next to it and then we were laying in a we went to one at home and were just drinking like six people listening to some music and i was already so drunk i put the salt on my all, my whole forearm <laughs> and that's what the mistake was why i threw up it wasn't because of a tequila so much salt <laughs> yeah it was too much too much salt but i was just sort of uh, licking my whole arm and it was i knew it when like you know 10 minutes later i went up and threw up but it was still okay but i have no Drink obviously I have drinks that I prefer. So mm -hmm. like I, I I don't like to drink tequila the whole evening because the salt is going I've I've a little bit of bad experience, but I still I'm always up for a few shots of tequila. So that's not a problem. And obviously I like Jägermeister too, but oh, it's you need so good. but it must be it must be ice cold out of a fridge. Or out like, of, out of a freezer actually. Yeah. As far as like liquor goes, I think that And this is a very controversial opinion. I, I think that Jaeger, it, like, has the best flavor out of anything, especially, like, above, like, 30%. Like, you could definitely argue for, like, doctors or, like, something like that at, like, 15 or, like, even, like, I don't know, uh, like, Bailey's Irish Cream or something like yeah. that. But, like, of a strong spirit, I think Jaeger has, like, it's the best taste. Mm. You could argue that. Mm -hmm. Now, as far as, like, the drinking culture in Germany, like... Do like older people still party as much, or is it like really just die out? And it's just so so the older people, I would say, like from I would just go around 50, 60 plus. Yeah, I would say they are not going into a nightclub anymore. Yeah, but they are going to this traditional things like the Oktoberfest, like the uh, beer garden. That's what what they are doing. So they maybe the, probably they they cannot take as many beers as as they would have in their 20s obviously mm. but they st even the, especially the bavarians like they can drink a lot in they, they all go out into like beer halls and until probably they die i would <laughs> i would say so <laughs> and it's like in and so where i come from like a little bit different they we don't have this classic beers so they just go to bars or the typical a typical traditional German pub. That's what's mm. most common there, and I think that's goes until the high age. Mm. But like the, the nightclub, it's rare. Obviously, there are probably some some nightclubs where, like, especially for, for old people. Oh. <laughs> but uh, I would say, like, usually like forties. I think thirty to forties. Rare to see it in a nightclub where mainly students are going in. Mm. so but i would say it's like they just go out and drink and have like in a beer okay. or a pub okay now when did you two first meet i i can I, i so my story is i remember i came to stoughton and because patrick was having a soccer match yes we went and he was already there we went straight to the soccer match with also me and the family mm -hmm. And because um, Big Stick Matt wasn't playing at all, yeah, he that was, was standard. <laughs> he was he was sitting on the bench, and obviously I was sitting on the bench. And Patrick was playing. 
I talked to these guys because they're all soccer fans and yes. I could tell a lot of soccer because uh, obviously it's like the number one sport. Uh-huh. Uh, we kind of get in touch and talked about it and we uh, we exchanged uh, PlayStation PSN names. Uh-huh. And that's, I think, one of the main reasons we stayed in contact. Yeah, probably. It definitely helps because it's like, I don't know, you can see when somebody else is there and then like we would just hop into a party and talk sometimes. So it was pretty cool. I mean... Like it was, I would say we probably only talked for like an an hour the entire time that you were like in yeah. Stoughton for the yeah, first. Yeah, I think I think I cannot really remember a time afterwards I met you again. I don't yeah. know if we had maybe we saw us, but we didn't talk a lot afterwards. No, yeah, it was probably just over like PlayStation or I think I don't know. I might have like called you a time or two, but it was like literally the next time was like five years later when I just showed up at the train station and you met me there in Germany. So Yeah. No 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 no. I met you in Germany first time in front of Allianz Arena. We watched the Bayern Munich game. Oh yeah. This was first time because luckily I got yeah, yeah. tickets for like the big German game between FC Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund. So it's the biggest one and was mm. They actually just played in Lambo, Bayern versus Manchester oh, City. Yeah. There's a lot of people from our school who went, I think. Yeah, mm. and I took him there, and that's where we met. He was just standing in the middle of a crowd. It was so funny. Yeah, it was. It, like I <laughs> like said, it's very easy to five years. Yeah, it's very easy to spot each other. <laughs> Both being six five. Yeah, obviously, those of you listening, if you check out the uh, Instagram picture, first time every guest has been on the show has been taller than me. <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. Man, I bet, yeah, that picture is going to turn out great. I'm looking but, forward to seeing it. Yes, because usually we take the pictures afterwards, and usually we're all wasted. <laughs> we all look horrible, everyone. So, yeah, I wish I wish I could uh, drink you too today, but yeah, yeah, unfortunately but not. But maybe I, I, I probably will get back, but yes. I don't know when. But if it's going to happen, I need to come again on yes. the show. Yeah, for and sure. then we have more experiences. Yes, uh-huh. some of that stuff. Absolutely. But I've like we're talking about time, but I have one more thing, like the German autobahn. Uh huh. Yes, you know about it, I've like heard unli- about it. Yes. unlimited speed. Uh huh. Like we unfortunately didn't do it because I don't have a car in my st- uh, studying place. Yeah. But if we do it, like it's not it's it's not like the whole autobahn is unlimited because we have on certain parts, as, as, uh, obviously where they have constructions ongoing, mm. there are limited speeds, and on some parts because they're just too dangerous. Uh-huh. But like most of the parts are like unlimited, and it's just amazing to drive. Like I don't <laughs> know, was it 150, 160 miles? An hour. Plus, they actually have cars over there that can get up there. My yeah, shitty little 2004 Santa yeah. Fe isn't no. getting obviously all the BMWs, Mercedes, uh, and they're Audi, everywhere too over there. It's crazy. Audi and Volkswagen. So Literally, like, their taxis are like Mercedes Benz. Really? Yeah. yeah over e there. and S class are the main common taxis. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Just because people just value like driving nice cars over there. Yeah, and like we are producing them. Yeah, right. So and it's a lot cheaper. I always say if you come to different countries and you come to Germany, uh-huh. you always think like we are ultra rich because like the cars are like you just see Mercedes like 70-80% of the cars are Mercedes, BMWs, uh-huh. Audi's Porsche. Okay. Now I have two more questions before you because I know okay. you, I know you gotta head out soon. So if someone is coming to Germany for the first time ever, what are some things they have to do? Definitely go to the beer hall. Like the most traditional thing is obviously to go to the um, in Munich to the Hofbräuhaus, like this is the, okay. it's a, it's a must see. It's obviously they take enormous prices, mm-hmm. but it's so old building and you get the beer and it's a very nice atmosphere. 
But if you manage to go to Germany during the Oktoberfest time, I would definitely recommend this one. And okay. Munich as a city has a lot of to lot to see. But I also would recommend to go to Berlin because of all the history from yes. the Cold War. So you see a lot of landmarks where you have like and the, the crazy thing about it is like one half of the city is like kind of more modern, like mm -hmm. it's more Western. And okay. then you have the 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 Russian or the UDSSR part and it's sort of how crazy how different they look and mm. how different they feel. Okay. Yeah. Now the last question for you, the same last question for every guest that comes on the show. Where do you see yourself in 10 years if everything goes according to plan? 10 years from now. So I see myself in 10 years, so I'm 31. Probably um, having a, at least a good job. Maybe even make my open my own company. I don't Ooh. know yet, so I'm thinking about it, but it's not the, the right idea yet. Or, you know, the yes. kind of stuff. But I kind of see myself like in this, this position and hopefully travel around huh. the world to make a lot of good friendships I'm still in germany i don't know i i could imagine i definitely want to live uh, at least live some years abroad uh -huh. i don't know if i will ever live like my full life abroad but you never know if you meet the girl the uh -huh. wife the one the one and she's <laughs> american i don't know or you may stay who knows who knows that's you. so i never know but i could definitely kind of imagine to live in the US but kind of not because of some controversies but mm, yes. I definitely wouldn't mind to live in Germany near the Alps either so maybe this one or kind of I really like uh, New Zealand too I wasn't there yet but I've, I kind of like it but I don't know I don't know yet but that's where I see myself just having hopefully good money and obviously a happy life Oh yeah, and make very good experiences and meet like Stoughton every couple of years or every mm. every second year, this would be amazing. Oh yeah, to have a good uh, yeah. program and partnership to come here and have a good time and go to some Packers games. Mm. Yep, yep. Hopefully, I've Hopefully. got that. I've got that all lined up <laughs> for you, buddy. <laughs> you will. You just need to to take care of her until yes, I come. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. yes. Now she's not going anywhere. <laughs> now, Liam, thank you for taking time out of your day to come thank here you for on, having on me. your trip over here. I hope you enjoyed it, have some fun telling some stories, but we're going to take a little break. Get Liam back on the road, and Matthew will continue the conversation in a little bit. We will be thank you. right back. Bye. All right, we're back, everyone. Back, everyone. Liam Alrighty. is on the road. Yep, sent him on his way. Uh-huh. And... Now we'll just talk until we can talk no more. Absolutely. Well, so I, yes. once again, keeping with the theme of last time, uh huh, I have another gift for you. Another gift? Because I will say, we have been, people have been digging into that. Is that right? Yes. Is it it's like shots? It's like shots. Yeah. People, it's definitely lower than it was when you dropped it off. That's for sure. Yikes. That's for Man, sure. I'm <laughs> glad somebody likes it because it is not, it's definitely yeah. not my cup of tea. Yeah. Some, so. I, some people mixed it with something. I don't even remember what was going on. Yeah. Know, like Sprite, maybe. I don't know. I don't even, I really have no idea. It's just <laughs> all I know is every now and then it just goes down a little bit more. Perfect. Well, that's that's all I can ask for. Uh -huh. nah. So so I have another gift here for <laughs> oh, you. Oh, God. And, it, and it's even better than last time, oh, I think. Oh, boy. So I got it right here in my bag. Uh huh. He's digging it. He's, mm -hmm. uh huh. So, so this will be something that we're going to use today, I think. Mm hmm. So we're going we're going to play golf yeah, after going, this show. We're going golfing. And um I think that this might be something that you could use. What is it? <laughs> yes. Yes. Of course. 
What do you think about that? I think it will be put to use, that's for sure. Yeah? I, I've seen these before. Yeah? I've seen them. Go ahead and, for the people who are listening. Uh-huh. It's a little uh, cigar clip for the cart. Yeah. Clip this bad boy on. Hold your cigar for you. Oh, my God. I'm actually going to use this. If if you ha- if I don't I don't have any cigars laying around here. Yeah, I, I was gonna go. So I was gonna go pick some up from um, Smokes on the Water this morning, but yes. they opened at ten. Uh huh. So uh, after this, I'll probably go home, grab some lunch, and then on the way out, I'll come fix them up. And then we'll and then Good and then shit, and then on the post for this podcast, uh-huh. you're gonna get on the second swipe, you're gonna get a picture of Jake just smoking a big stogie. <laughs> That's you're gonna make it a two part two part post. Yes, we can do that. We can Perfect. definitely do that. I'm actually gonna use this tomorrow too because yeah? tomorrow is the employee outing nice. at the country club. <laughs> so we're, I'm getting all the guys are gonna be out there. Drew's gonna be out there, and oh, Drew's man. bringing some cigars too. So hell yeah, dude. Well, I'm Hell glad yes. you're actually gonna get some yes, use. Yes, I out will of it. use this. This will be. This will be, and I'll, I'll keep this with me because. Perfect. It's just something about a cigar with golf. They always just go. It just works. It just works. You just feel like John John Daly. Yes. And then it's like exactly. Oh my god! I have, I have this clip on John of uh-huh. John Daly on my phone that I love so fucking much. <laughs> like, like oh my god! Like if I ever get good at oh. golf, it's gonna be like my go-to quote. It's just here you go. John Daly says so much good. What's the first team? What's the course record? <laughs> what's the first team? What's the course record? <laughs> you just imagine showing up and you're like 65, have a massive beer belly, are just addicted to gambling, yes. have a beer in hand. Yes. Where's the first tee? What's the course record? I saw, I saw him play a, a while ago and it's just fascinating just seeing him on the course. It's an anomaly. Yeah, like, no, one, no one else could do that. No one else could keep that momentum going. It's... Like, how long has his career been? Years, many, like probably decades. At I, that's actually insane. Because he was definitely like on tour back when he was like our age, right? Right. Because yeah, he must have actually like started before all that yeah. stuff. And the thing was, we started off. He was like winning big events. Yeah, like yeah, he yeah. won some big PGA shit. Is that's that's how he got the base that built him all the way up. Even back then, you see him like pictures of him in the early days. He's got the mullet and the mustache, mm. and he just won a bunch of shit. And then he's just been kind of riding it, yeah, for years and years. All I see because I just got into golf. Uh-huh. All I know of John Daly is like I see clips of him just like sh- hitting terrible shots and then throwing his clubs into the water. <laughs> so that's he, all I know. That John one time, Daly. that one time he threw a club in the water. I think it was at Whistling Straits mm-hmm. out here. He. I was there when he did that. <laughs> I see. Yeah, it was hilarious. Cause did anybody run after and try to get someone the club? had to have gotten it? Yeah, there's because no he way. threw it off a cliff into the water. That's into, so into sick. The lake, so people were down there on their boats and just probably went down and just grabbed it. Oh my god, yeah. that'd be a yeah. hell of a souvenir to bring home. Uh huh. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. My god. Oh, but have you raged at golf yet? Have you ever played and just raged out? Because I, mean, I, I first started, and I was getting pissed off. Oh yeah. my god. No, it gets there, especially when you're just like beginning, and 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 there's no like like floor for uh-huh. how bad your shots can be. Uh-huh. Especially like when, before you even have like a feel for like how like I don't know hard you have to hit the ball, uh-huh. and when putting too, like. But so I kind of started playing on on Creekview, like that was kind of my like go to course when mm. I was, and it still is. Yeah, I'm still it's not it's, good a, at it's a good beginner's course. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, like there's you can only do so poorly on on par threes. So it's yeah, like exactly. I mean, I say that that with a grain of salt because like you know 
you can shoot a fucking snowman hole after hole but yes and i've I've done that before yeah (laughs) and just starting it's like you know you get some tens up in there and it doesn't feel great especially when you're when you're not playing with mulligans Uh because there's like a couple of them where it's like if you don't know how to like actually get the ball up okay like like at 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 Creekview, there's like the one i think it's hole seven where you have to shoot over like probably like like 40 yards of just long grass. Oh, okay. Like yes, that, I, I think I remember that hole. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I, I like so. it probably the first time I went out golfing with my buddy there, it took me at least like four tries to <laughs> hit it, to successfully hit it over the long grass. I think technically there is like a drop zone that you are. I think, so. yeah, I think but, there is. I, th- I think I remember that hole. But no, I was, yeah. I was, I was going to get it over. I was, yeah, but it took me a lot, long time. Mm. So I don't know if I've like ever actually like, I've definitely never thrown a club, but if 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 for no other reason, it's just because like I feel like it'd be embarrassing, it's like uh-huh. especially if there's somebody like right behind you, and they're just like waiting for you to go, and you're just throwing your clubs everywhere. Because <laughs> I mean, it's always pretty backed up at 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 Creekview, be, uh-huh. just because like there's like such a different like you know some people who are going alone. Like yeah. I usually go, I go alone a lot just because uh-huh. it's you know par three. It's just good practice. But yeah. there's some people who are playing in groups of. I've seen groups of like six out there. I didn't even know you could do that. I I have played in big groups like that before, but yeah, it's fucking slow. Yeah, it's so slow. Yeah, and they were they they weren't even playing best ball either. Like it was just a group of six playing on a par three, <laughs> and. Like literally, they didn't let me like overtake them for like four holes. I yeah. was just like, and it was of course the one day that like I had like a couple hours on my hand. I was uh-huh. like, yeah, fuck it, I'll go eighteen. Yeah, because it's there's only nine holes there, but I was just gonna go around twice. And I got a golf cart, and I was just sitting in it for like 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 twenty minutes waiting for oh. them at every hole. It was terrible, <laughs> but. I don't know. I, f- I have a feeling maybe once I start paying a little bit more, uh-huh. like for golf, like I start, like if I'm golfing at an $100, like, you know, yeah. course, and I hit some, like I hit like two balls into the water, I might, I might throw a club. Yeah. It's it's not outside <laughs> of the range of possibilities at this point. Oh, have you, you've played coachman's, coachman's before, right? I have not. I've, not. I've only been to, like, it's like if I'm already going in that direction, I'm just going to go to Creekview because it literally, if you don't play with a car, it's 12 bucks. And, yeah. and it's just like, like I could probably spend the money to play on a nicer course, but it's like for me right now, like the main thing is just being able to, you know, like hit it straight. Yeah. So it's like, like I went to uh, Evansville with Dawson uh-huh. uh, the other day, yes. Dawson and my buddy Noah. And it's like Dawson was just hitting absolute bombs like like he can he does that yes and he hits it so high he hits it at least like he can hit it like 100 yards Uh in the air it's insane and like noah and i are out here just trying to get go for contact go like at least 100 yards with every hit and he's just just (laughs) it's insane to watch and you know sometimes the the most remarkable thing about dawson's game i will say is that every single time without phil he always finds his ball yeah he can hit he can hit like (laughs) shots like Almost onto like the next hole over into like a forest. He will always find his ball. It is the most incredible thing to me because I am more apt just because I know I'm not shooting like for like you know ninety or yeah. like even a hundred. Like I, I'm just probably gonna take a stroke penalty yeah. if it's gonna take me okay. like at least like three minutes to find my ball. Yeah. I, just, I just don't care that much. Plus, all the balls that I have in my bag, anyways, are already ones that I've found. Because that's one of my favorite things about Creekview is that I always just like when I'm waiting for people on hole nine uh-huh. on hole eight, you can just 
Well, hole nine is the one that, that yeah. gets it in the long grass. But uh -huh. when you're waiting on the tee, you can just walk around in the long grass and find like five balls. Mm. And then it's yeah, like. Yeah, that's what I do at work all the time. You know, you just at the club, you know, you yeah. just take this guy a little break. Just take a stroll into the long shit. You don't even have to, though, because you already yeah. got like like five gallon buckets in your, yeah. in your garage. Yeah. Yeah. I just stash that shit away. I bet you got some nice ones out there, too. Like, I, I bet there's some like bad golfers who play with good balls. Oh. Yes. And then and then you just you just benefit from it cuz you get to take them all out of the bottom of the lakes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, a lot some guys out there have their own like customized titleists that say like their name on it. No like, oh, way. Shit. No way. Yeah, that's what gets like, real fucking expensive. If like, I was if I was ever to get like an expensive golf ball, I would just get one that like I don't know, looks cool or like has like a like one of like the really high numbers on it. I always uh -huh. love finding the ones that are like like thirty three or like seventy seven. Yeah. Just because I think it's funny that people actually pay like extra money to have higher numbers on them. Uh huh. Like it literally costs more money. Yeah. To have higher numbers on the golf balls, yep. which I just think is really funny. <laughs> so it's like whenever I'm, I'm playing with a with like a golf ball that's like thirty three, I like try super hard not to like like hit it into the water. <laughs> Because I know I'm playing with something special. Yeah. That actually leads to one of the questions I want to ask. Yes. Do you think, so for a bad golfer, like uh -huh. somebody who is not yeah. shooting under 100 yeah. almost ever, do good golf balls matter? No. No. And like, no. is that like a hard no? Okay, here, here's what I'll say. Is that all golf balls are very similar. Like, like it's hard to tell the difference between some golf balls. Like some golf balls specifically do certain things. Yeah. Like some will fade more, like move more. Some will like have less spin on them. But like when you're starting out, as long as like the grooves on the ball are good, mm. it really doesn't make a difference. And it's like clean, obviously. Yeah, it's clean. Yeah. You know, not not like they're in the like. Sometimes you'll find a ball and like half the grooves are gone because hit like a bunch of cart paths and shit, or it's yeah. been, been in the pond for a little bit. That those are not good. You always, I always just go for do, do they if they look kind of new. Yeah, kind of new. Other than that, it really doesn't make a difference. But like, I have certain golf balls I just like. Yeah, like, and on the course, when I just find golf balls, I keep like I like Titleist, TaylorMade, Callaway, some Bridgestone. Those are pretty much the ones I just stick to. I always find yeah. find a good one every now and then, and balls last me a while. So for sure, yeah. Like honestly, <laughs> I've I don't know. This is terrible golf etiquette, but yes. like sometimes. Instead of instead of going to buy new golf balls, I'll just like like grab like five from the driving range. <laughs> yeah, it works <laughs> because it literally Fuck doesn't it. make a difference in uh -huh. my golf swing. Because I know like for a good golfer off of the tee, that's gonna make a difference of like thirty yards, like between like I don't know two seventy and three hundred. Yeah, so it's not gonna do anything for uh -huh. me if I'm hitting like one fifty off the tee. Yeah, but so like once you start getting a lot better, yeah, then you start looking into the the golf balls, like I still don't give a fuck. Yeah. But like my brother, oh yeah, he like he has a specific kind of golf ball that he likes, sure, and that's what he sticks to. So it really doesn't matter at this point. But and I'm assuming it. this is against the rules. But like, like, would anyone ever like consider like you hit like a distance ball off the tee? You can't like switch it out for another kind of ball like midway. Uh, right? I don't think you can do it in the middle of a hole. Right. I think you can you can definitely do it like after the hole is done. Okay. But you just have to like say if you're playing in like an official tournament, like yeah, official, yeah, yeah. then you'd have to like announce it to everyone. That's one thing about like in high school matches, everyone gets to the first tee and everyone says, "Oh, I have a 
a Titleist one with a line down the side. Everyone sure. announces what kind of ball they got. And yeah, it's, that's just important. It's like you know which ball is yours. So if you find a f- random ball in the grass, you have an idea it's yours. But like, I'd be the guy rolling up. I got a I got a Titleist thirty three with a dick on the side. Yes, yes. <laughs> Took exactly. a little sharpie action. <laughs> <laughs> Are there people like that, or is yes. that like high like, like is etiquette like, like preached? It it's. People I golf with, they don't care. <laughs> well, like, if you're, like, in high school, like, are are, high, are you playing against people who are just, like, not serious it, about they're, it? They're, it's, it varies greatly. Because mm. there are some people that take it so seriously and some people that don't care at all. Yeah. I don't care. They don't care at all. I, I see these people golfing, like, oh, he's going to play for Green Bay. You know, he's taking it super seriously. He's out there getting angry, like, reading his putts and, like, getting angry if he misses, like, a 15-foot a putt. And there's other guys who, like, I've heard stories of in the middle of matches, guys sneaking into the woods and smoking. Nice. Yeah, and they're just coming back, and you're like, well, they're not taking it too seriously. Dude, that would be so, like, before the tobacco age changed, like, yeah. people are just rolling up with a cigar clip yes. in the middle of a high school match. <laughs> That'd be so sick. I said it many times. My tryout, uh, my freshman year, uh, I was playing the front nine at Coachman's with, Jack Gardner and David Griffin and about like whole that 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 par five along the road there that I think is whole let's see one two three four five six whole six the par five uh Jack Gardner pulled out a cigar in the middle of the tryout <laughs> there was just a smoke and I was like well okay yeah <laughs> like there's such there's it varies so much the different like people that you'll yeah. see on the golf course for sure like, for sure like <laughs> Stoughton like when I was there, it was notorious for like not giving a fuck. Yeah, like we just. We well, just I heard that like eventually, like you guys and soccer got this way too, where yeah. it's just like you lose all your best players, and then it's like you know you're not going to win any competitions, so everybody just goes out to have fun. Uh huh. Yeah. So. Yeah. That that's how it was like for most of the time I was playing, but now like my brother he's shooting damn near par, and there's other guys that are shooting damn near par, and I'm like, damn, I yeah. I I never was that good or took it that seriously as, as those guys and yeah so i i i golf with a lot of interesting people to say the least yeah. you, you go with different people all the time and some were so serious some could not care less yeah it, you know it's like on one hand i kind of almost feel like like uh, in theory you think like oh man if you were out shooting par on like a hole on average like mm-hmm. that would be so much fun Mm. But, like, you know, you talk about how uh, your brother, like, wakes up at, like, 5 a.m. to yeah. go golf. Yep. Like, at that point, I I genuinely wonder, like, like does he have as much fun playing golf as somebody? I I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think he, he's just on that grind where he really wants to get really good at it. Yeah. He wants to be the guy who's, just like, setting course records, who's shooting below par on average. Mm-hmm. He's saying that, obviously, golf is one of those sports you can, like, play your whole life obviously yeah, yeah, yeah but there's one thing he really wants to try to do is shoot his age so like when he's in like when he's older like when he's in his 70s to shoot in the 70s yeah on 18 holes that's that's the big thing he wants to do so really he's 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 still taking lessons even though he's like not playing for any like professional teams or yeah. any teams in generally he still goes to lessons he's still a lot of times like we start work at six of the club he'll go out at five and start putting and chipping yeah, at the, on the course there, so it's he's just grinding it out and getting better and better. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, to the point where he's so like a year and a half ago, we were about me and him were about the same, mm. but then he just took off. Yeah, and like 
got so much better. I mean, yeah, so that's all it really better. takes is like somebody who somebody who takes it like a little bit more seriously than than the than the other people. Because I mean, especially when you're taking it that seriously, like you're willing to go in at four or five in the morning, like mm. then then it's like the work is going to pay off eventually. <laughs> oh yeah, and it definitely has for him. And it, watching him golf, it's like very impressive watching him golf because it, yeah. it's like. Every shot is good. He never has like a really bad shot. Yeah, especially like off of the tee. I'm guessing too. Yeah, like, just like, dead straight, like two fifty. Just yeah, that would that would feel like so good. Uh huh. Like I don't know. I think part of the reason why it's like so fun now is because like I'm not used to having good shots. <laughs> so when I do get one, it's just like hell yeah. Hell yeah. But but like especially with my putts too. Mm. Like there is a there is a very wide range of outcomes that can happen for my putts because it's like I go to the driving range quite mm -hmm. a bit. But yep. I'm not one of those people who are going out to the driving range to like go on their putting green. So yeah, that's that's not going to be me mm. <laughs> ever. Now, kind of off of the golf talk. So, what made you think Liam was going to be a great guest? He was a great guest, obviously. But mm -hmm. What made you like? Oh, I gotta get Liam on the show. You know, I feel like part of the reason is that like so obviously when I went to Germany, okay, well like mm -hmm. he, obviously he has to be good at English, mm -hmm. and he is. He's fantastic at English, mm -hmm. like. So when I went to Germany and, you know, I met up with him and I realized this the first time I met him too. It's just like, I feel like Germans in general have like a slightly different, like it's similar, but slightly different like view on most things. Yes. Like not to where it's like opposite at all to ours, but it's just like, you know, like things like this. So when, when we woke up, like hung like skunks in the morning, uh -huh. like he would, he would like you know, like I said, put down like 60 ounces of water in a matter <laughs> yeah. of an hour. And he's like, all right, man, we got to get up. We got to go get some fresh air. I'm like, that that's the last thing I want to do right now. I don't want to, I don't want to get up. But he's like, no, we got to get out. And cause you're not going to feel better. You're just going to feel like shit. If you lay in bed all day, you're, we got to get out and we got to get fresh air. And that was like, so we went and walked over to, uh, the Eisbach, which is like that, like that freezing cold river. And you know, like as soon as, as soon as we got there, like I felt like fantastic, like mm. after I got some water in me and stuff like that. And I think a hundred percent, like if I was just laying in bed all day, it wouldn't have gotten any better, yeah. but it's just like, and they had, they just have like slightly different like ways of, of approaching life, I guess, like, which mm. uh, it's just, it kind of comes from a cultural thing, but no, I think it's just interesting. Like, so what did you think? Like, how did you expect Liam's English to be? I, it was kind of how I would expect it because you got you kind of gave me a warning when you were first on. He's like, "Yeah, he's good. He's a good speaker. He is a good speaker." Yeah, like he speaks English damn near just as good as like everyone else here. Yeah, and in the yeah. like the the crazy thing for me, uh -huh. like knowing German and like trying to speak it in Germany, I it it amazes me how much confidence he has when he yeah. speaks. Yeah, and another thing is that he's great. There are a few words he didn't know, but like he's great at describing. Yeah. The words he wants to know, like when he was talking about like a, whatever, like a, he said like an energy factory. Yeah, yeah an energy ener factory. Uh, yeah, a power plant. <laughs> yes. The, the, yeah. So like the way he's really good at talking and describing what he wants to say. Yeah. Because like if I did that, I would be totally tripped up by not knowing the word. And I would like, mm -hmm. I would just like sit there for like 30 seconds mm -hmm. just trying to figure it out. And especially to come on a podcast. Yeah. Like and have no, no, no issues just talking, talking. Back and forth for an hour straight. For sure, yeah. It's pretty good. And, man, I I would love to get him back on because, I mean, 
if he got a couple drinks in him, I think uh-huh. like like he would be all over telling the stories. Like he's got yes. so many good stories because uh-huh. he like the, I feel like the drinking culture in Germany um, is like so like they're they're just like aspects about it. Like, for instance, like the atmosphere of like all their venues and stuff like that, like the uh-huh. venue, like when you get into a beer tent. I don't remember if I told this story uh, the last time I was on, so I'll make this one brief, but it was like, so okay. we woke up hungover one morning. I feel like all my stories start like this. <laughs> we woke up hungover one morning, and he's like, all right, I got to show you the Treisenwiesen, which is where Oktoberfest is, and Frühlingsfest was going on, which is basically like like the Germans' way to basically celebrate Oktoberfest mm. in the spring. So Frühling means spring. Okay. Um, and so... We went to the Treisenwiesen and we went in one of the beer tents and it was like 11 o'clock. So we were still hung over mm. and he's just like, oh, come on. We do, like you have to have the experience. Just get get one Moss, which is a liter of beer. <laughs> you can imagine I wouldn't want to put down a liter of beer while being hung over. But one of the, one of the another German cultural thing is that they really believe in the counter beer. So <laughs> when you wake up, you either you either drink a ton of water or you just start drinking beer again. So like that's. Yeah, that's one of the reasons for that 9 a.m. beer that they had yeah. at at coffee cup. But so he's like, okay, we got to get a beer. You just have to have like the you know the beer tent experience. And by 1 p.m., we were standing on the benches, three liters in, singing German Schlager music. Like it was just it's just crazy. Like I don't know. It's just like it's so much fun being over there and like being kind of like out of your comfort zone. Uh-huh. But it's just like he knows obviously what the best experiences are. Mm. And so like, even if I have my doubts about it, like it's, it's just always a good time, mm. you know? Oh yeah. And his accent was so cool. Like, yeah. I never really talk, really never really talked to a lot of German people, but yeah. Like, and, and it's not how you'd think like a German accent would sound yeah. like, like, you know, if you like have a, like, I don't know, like the, um who's like yeah like that guy from the captain america series who mm. was like he was like part of the experiments yes yes and yeah i know i know what you're talking about yeah and, the, and, and yeah and they talk like like i don't know a stereotypical german <laughs> it doesn't really sound like that i don't think so yeah. like the biggest difference is like the way that they pronounce their w's it's like v's instead yes um but even then it's like like yeah i don't know like like i i, I don't think i could mimic his accent like at all because no. like it's just it just sounds like he says the words correctly but it's just slightly uh-huh. differently pronounced i guess i now, don't know now when you were over in germany did people say anything about like your accent actually when i was in when i was in england people yes. loved my accent like they like they i thought everybody would be making fun of me for the way uh-huh. that i spoke but they absolutely loved it like and it was just so weird it's like for the first time in your life you just are like told by everybody that you have an accent where <laughs> Like, I don't know, I've heard that the Midwest accent is, like, like, obviously this is relative, but, like, I've heard it's, like, the closest to, like, pure English as far as okay. pronunciations go. Um, again, but, like, that, obviously, what is pure English, yeah. you know? So, but, so I would go around and, and you know, my buddies, mm-hmm. like, on my, like, teams, they would make fun of, like, you know, certain words like caramel, they would say caramel, <laughs> uh-huh. or, like, aluminum they say aluminium <laughs> it's just like or certain words like like um I, one time i went over to a bar and asked somebody if if like they like had like a an outlet somewhere so i could charge my phone uh-huh. and, they, and they looked at me like i was stupid he's like oh mate do you mean a, a a power socket 
And I'm like, you fucking kidding me. Like, <laughs> a, like a, a power socket. <laughs> like, you understand. You want, There's no way you don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, come An on. outlet? Yeah, come on. Come it's on. just like, just give it to me. Like, like just, come on. <laughs> so... It was it was funny. Like I think I made a list like somewhere in my notes about like just stupid stuff <laughs> that like people made fun of me for like using certain words, but mm. I don't know. Mm. Um and the craziest thing is like German people, I think the biggest difference is number one, they learn English early and two, they also like if you go into business, like mm. everybody in business when they're working in international relations speaks English. So Yeah, did you find that like when you're in public did like people always start speaking to you in German. Like if you went, went up to the counter or start ordering food, would they start speaking to you in German or would they automatically do English? It depends if I like went up and, and spoke to them first okay. because like I, I would naturally like try and, and speak in German because like I know enough at least to be able to like, I don't know, order food or, okay. or something like that. Um, but it like obviously you don't know like the, like the like slang or like lingo. So it's mm-hmm. like obviously if I'm talking to somebody who speaks German, like, I'm going to be using way too many words. Okay. Uh, like, if I if I wanted a beer, like, like, Darf ich ein Bier haben, and then, but, like, a German would say, like, ein helles bitte, which basically just means one one light, or, like, one blonde. Yeah, well, I guess they, they have, uh, <laughs> they have a specific word for blonde beer, but, mm. yeah, so it's basically, the, like, it's just, I'm using more words than normal, so they can identify that I don't, like, speak German as a, as a primary language, so then they would just speak to me in English. Mm. Now, I will say, for those of you listening, is that this is what, this, this is one of the only episodes I will have guests on and not be drinking. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> How does that feel? It, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting, because normally, we're an hour and a half in, by mm-hmm. the way. So, usually at this point, you know, starting to get a little, a little <laughs> tipsy, a little tipsy. Yeah. That's for sure. So, like doing it sober, it's it's interesting. I mean, I don't really find that much of a different difference because I'm so used to doing it that yeah. I can I can do it drunk mm-hmm. well, well right. enough, obviously to keep it going. But like, I honestly, it's not that much of a difference. I feel like I'm asking the same quality yeah, questions. Yeah, yeah. I think that I would have asked before, but. Do you feel like with, especially with guests or like people you don't know, do you feel like, like having drinks kind of like eases you into it? Like, do you, do you ever feel like awkward when you have somebody on? Yes. Yes. I have many times, especially when it's my very first time meeting them. Yeah. Very, very first time meeting them. Like trying to figure out how it goes. Like generally it's pretty easy. It's pretty easy. It's, I fall like the same blueprint every time I have a new guest, Mm -hmm. like I bring them in it's kind of easy to talk, like walking them through all this stuff. Like I have yeah. some things I have to talk about with them as far as like editing out. And then a lot of times while we're like mixing drinks or getting other stuff set up, I'll talk a lot about like past episodes, you know, how this episode's going to go and what, who you're following, who's plans coming up on the show, stuff yeah, like that. So that's definitely. pretty easy. But like once I start like hopping into conversations, like on the show, I it's, it, it always starts off a little rigid in the beginning because everyone... Everyone's a little nervous. Mm-hmm. Some people a lot more nervous than others. And I have to really try to get the questions out of them. Yeah. Some people come on the show and they're just naturals right out the gate. Mm-hmm. Right out the gate. Like the episode before this one was uh, Logan Armagost and Drew Pacehold. That's yep. the one you're following. And we went for three hours before I even turned over my notes. Oh, so God. they, we, we were like three hours in and we had barely 
talked about anything on the notes. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, like they were just naturals on the mic. Yeah. Like, you're, you're also pretty natural, especially because like you've, you've listened to the show and you're good at conversating. Yeah, it definitely helps to, definitely. to have heard how like the format goes. Yes, yes, it definitely does. But, like some people come on the show and in the beginning, especially they'll give like simple one sentence answers where I'll be like, oh, you know, where are you from? And, or like, what are you, where are you going to school? And they'll be like, I'm going to lacrosse. And then like, what are you studying? And they go, oh, business. And I'll be yeah. Like, and I just like, just one, burn through all your just, notes. And yeah. Like, and I've, I've definitely had those times where I like most episodes. Yeah. I'll burn through the first section notes almost immediately. Yeah. Then it slows down a lot. And then once you get to like the back, it's really slowed down. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. Some, so I've had episodes where like, sometimes they don't even really stick to the notes. Yeah. Like when I make these notes beforehand, I'm often nervous I don't have enough. Mm. Even though I, I re- I've never had that happen where I don't have enough, I'm always like, oh, trying to think of other things I could ask. Like I started making these notes uh, last night and uh, like an hour before you got here, I was like, oh, I was just trying to think of other things to ask. I was I always stress out before like the guests show up. I get I get real nervous with some of these some of the guests that come on. Mm. You want to get like the best out of yeah. Them. I want to like, get especially th- for somebody like him. Like he's got so many stories and yes, stuff like I know that. that's that's the hard thing where I was like, okay, I know I have a specific amount of time. He's that sucks, be here. man. Like I really wish that he could have like we could have just went into it like with an unlimited amount of time because yeah. like yeah, he just has and it's so interesting to just hear the way that he thinks about things and how yes. different things are in Germany. Yes, exactly. So like, I get I always want to get like. I tr- always try to think of like, what's a good question? I, a lot of times I'll end the episodes and be like, oh, I should have asked him about that. Mm, should have yeah. asked about that. Like sometimes I'll hit an episode and, you know, I feel like I asked everything. That happens. That hap- that's happened happening more often now. Yeah. We're like, I haven't really thought, oh, I should have asked him about that. But like sometimes guests will come on and I'll be like, oh shit, I completely forgot to ask about that big part of their life. And I'm like, damn, yeah. now I, I got to wait till they either get back to it at some point or who knows what. <laughs> so like, like inwardly, do you, do you ever feel like, um, like speaking outside of the pod? Like, do you feel like more comfortable speaking yes. on air than you do like outside of the podcast sometimes? Sometimes. Yes. Sometimes. Yes. Cause I, the thing I like is, the notes help guide the conversation. Yeah. And like outside of the podcast, sometimes like I, I, I was always pretty quiet before mm-hmm. the show started. So for, for me having a conversation, it helps if I can kind of like map it out before, even if I don't write it down, it's like, I even find myself n- now, like outside of the podcast, like say like, Oh, I'm going to this friend's house. I'll find myself in my head kind of mapping out, like things to say yeah like topics to bring up mm-hmm. and just to lead down different spots I'll, I'll, I'll see myself mapping it out kind of like it's a podcast and it's a little it's a little weird when i start I, mapping I, things out like it's a podcast so like sometimes i'll go places and be with things and have you ever like around me and you hear me ask like a question like so like sometimes like i'll find myself in public accidentally asking questions <laughs> that are on the show usually like i remember i was with my dad the other week and he worked at a golf course in the past so i was like so dad like what was like an average day when you were working at that golf course and i was like oh shit that is a hundred percent like exactly word for word a question i would ask on the podcast i just find myself doing that yeah all the time yeah i feel like the only time i ever like would script out a conversation in my head is if like 
<laughs> like when I went on my first date with my girlfriend. Yes. See that that's when that another time I had to do that. I always script out the conversation heavily before I go on a first date. I find that to be like almost detrimental though cuz I feel like it like ices me. Like I feel like it makes me like more <laughs> like cuz I'll try to like it's like trying to memorize a speech almost. Like yeah. cuz I feel like like if oh like what was I going to talk about? Uh-huh. So it's like I I almost have to force myself not to like like do it. Obviously, I don't have that problem anymore because I've yeah. been dating my girlfriend for yeah, the past like but I always have to like kind of map it out before I meet someone for the first time especially yeah like definitely with Drew is when Drew is in here him and I can riff back and forth for hours no mm. problem don't even have to look at the notes but like if someone's coming in who haven't seen in years or never talked to I kind of have to map it out especially in the beginning because it's otherwise it can go bad I've definitely yeah. had a lot of there's definitely been some episodes where you have like one awkward silence, and that definitely has happened before. And I, I, I that that's the only, the reason I have these notes so I can yeah. avoid awkward silences at all costs. I've definitely had times where like people are giving one sentence answers, and I'll be going through and I'll ask them a question and they answer it before I can read the next question. Uh, so like yeah. I, I like I try to order these questions as like so that they kind of flow into each other a little bit. Mm. So I like someone answer the question and they'll just be done and then I gotta go oh shit <laughs> and I just have to look and be like oh so what about this and it was definitely like oh sometimes I have that like two or three second you know like just silence yeah but I'm slowly getting better at it slowly but surely you know, it was 88th time doing this I so. was gonna say like there's definitely the place that I work right now like they they sometimes they like host meetings where it's like there's no way that you need to host a meeting for this. Yeah. And you can tell that the people are just trying to like milk as much time out of their day as they can just by like because when you when you're working on teams, it says whether you're in a meeting or not. And yeah. Nobody will bug you yep. if you're in a meeting. Uh-huh. And so it's just like there's <laughs> like this one guy specifically who's like a top ranking person. But like he'll 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 organize these like online <laughs> meetings. And so he'll just be like, so what do we think about this project? And nobody will respond at all. Like it physically hurts me. Yeah. Like I, as an intern, like I just, I want to say something because it like almost physically pains me to hear how awkward these, these calls are. Like I just, it makes me just want to leave. Yeah. Like, I like, hate <laughs> virtual meetings. I hate virtual meetings. I, I have to do some for MATC in the past, but they just suck when no one wants to be there. No one wants to talk. No. And, ugh. Like that's why I could not I could not work long term at, at at a company like that's just online like yeah it's nice but dude it it's it's just painful yeah I, I like the concept of working online because I could do it at my own pace and like you know just be on my own but meetings I would always rather have a meeting in person mm-hmm. definitely a hundred percent of the time definitely a hundred percent of the time oh, it just sucks it does it does and it's like it's like i find myself like like wanting to like make filler conversation even though it's like a professional meeting it's just like we just i just don't want to be there sometimes Mm. but how is the internship going otherwise i I can't complain i mean so yeah like i'm pretty sure like i'm at the point where it's like they're pretty much extending me an offer and it's nice because I think that it's a it's a like a mid sized company. So like Liam was kind of mentioning, it, yes, it's it's nice to have less of like a hierarchical structure to your job mm-hmm. because it makes it one easier to advance and two it's a lot easier to learn on the job because you're not barred off from people who have more knowledge essentially. 
like I could definitely see my internship in the spring being like I'll be on a project and and the only people that I have access to talking to are the people who have three years of experience or less in the company because otherwise mm. you just aren't like around them like they're kind of working off in their own their own corner which that's kind of like like I, I understand that like you want to feel a physical progression in your work life but it just to me it seems unnecessary because I don't know like to me like I feel like there's a big benefit in, in helping younger people like when I when I played soccer like it's just like you want to kind of take on like a mentor role in some way because I feel like it, one it makes you better as a person mm. and two I also feel like you know it's it's just like for the longevity of it and the sustainability of of having you know good quality people it just makes sense you know plus I'm not an asshole I like to think so <laughs> share the wealth as it were now all right next up something happened slightly trying to do is i like to do uh blanket like tell a story questions like tell a story of when this happened so sure you're gonna be like the first one to really try this out oh boy so, i'm the guinea pig yeah you're the guinea pig let's so. do it tell a story of when you met a good friend for the first time met a good friend for the first time well obviously liam is off of the cards um, just think of like, if someone random first comes to mind. Sure. Tell a story of when you when you met him. Yeah, so here's kind of a fun one. So my buddy uh, Nathaniel Pillow, good old good old good old Pillow over there. <laughs> um, so we go or we went to school in the cross. He actually graduated, but we had kind of a interesting story about how we met for the first time. Mm. Um, so I went to Platteville my freshman year, and for engineering, and you know. A lot of people don't stay in engineering if you haven't really figured that out. So Liam is yeah. kind of an anomaly. Uh -huh. Of course, he lives in Germany and they're known for engineering. But mm -hmm. so um, a lot of people, especially the people who went like from Stoughton to Platteville, I don't think I know a single person except for like maybe Caden Milbauer in my class that actually stuck with it all the way. Mm. I think he's the only guy I know like from my class who stuck it out in Platteville for engineering because it's just it's just in my opinion, it's just not the place to be. Like I, like I said the yeah. last time I was on there, some people who like will find their people there, and that's fantastic. But like, it's it can be difficult, especially with how many rednecks there are over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I, I know uh, a guy I work with who just graduated SHS, and he's going to Flatville for engineering. So mm -hmm. yeah, so um, there are a lot of people who transfer out uh -huh. within Platteville, and there are also a lot of people who transfer out of Platteville to go to other schools, such as yes. myself. So. Um, I lived in a place called, uh, Bridgeway, which is like the super nice, almost like hotel, like dorm style thing where uh -huh. they have like, like two dorms on either side of like a nice like bathroom in the okay. middle. Um, and so I lived there and it was like probably one of the only reasons why I would have ever considered staying at Platteville cause the dorm was really nice. But, um, anyway, so I, I left for lacrosse, um, and we were at this transfer student day and, uh, there's this guy kind of coming around, like trying to facilitate conversations uh -huh. between the students. He was, it was like pretty awkward because he yeah. was like forcing conversations where uh -huh. it's just like, yeah. like I'm, I'm just here so I don't get fired. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's just like, oh, this guy over here is from, from Platteville too. Um, and I start talking to him and he looks really familiar. And I, I came to find out that we actually lived, we both went to Platteville. We both started in engineering and switched out. We both lived on the same floor of the same dorm in Bridgeway. 
but we'd never met each other. We met <laughs> each other for the first time at like transfer student day. And then we just like started hanging out and like playing basketball and stuff like that. And yeah, like he, he recently, recently uh, just graduated along with like basically all my other buddies at, uh, at lacrosse. So we're starting fresh this semester and I'm living in a subleasing situation. So Ooh. basically just putting myself in the worst situation possible <laughs> and seeing how it goes. But I'm only here for one semester and then I'll be in Milwaukee for the spring, which I'm not going to lie, man. Like Milwaukee is just like a really bad place to be right now. I've heard like I have a buddy heard that I have a buddy who lives in Milwaukee right now. And he says that there's like at least two scary events per week in Milwaukee. Like, have you heard all the shit that goes down over there? Like somewhat. Yeah. Some people have come on the show that live there and yeah, it doesn't sound the best. Yeah. Like there's like. Like, there was, like, a shooting during the playoffs, like, in, like, around the Fiserv. Mm -hmm. And it's just, like, man. And I think it's, it's, like, top, top five, maybe, for, for uh, homicide rates right now. Shit. So, it's not the place to be, but, uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so, I'm not super excited to go over there, but now, it'll hopefully be a good job, at least. So, you're going there for school? You're going there for internship yeah it's a job so i'm going to be working at okay. another internship with with deloitte in the spring okay um which they're like like i said so they're like a bigger company that i work for now i think they're the biggest accounting firm in the world like internationally and so it, it should be interesting to see how it goes there's a lot of people who transfer out of deloitte to smaller firms just because of i don't know people have their different reasons like whether it's too corporate or like I would say that's probably the main reason why people do it, but oh. I mean, it also has like, you know, it has like the name kind of holds some power because, you know, you have to work your ass off if you want to work for a big four company. Okay. Now, my next question is kind of specific and you may not have a story for it. So we'll see. We'll I'll see do if, my best. We'll see if you do. So tell a story of when you got super drunk and then had to do something and pretend to be sober for it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a great question yes liam I, liam has a lot of stories from that like he because they're in the situation where they can drink while they're still living at home uh -huh. he has so many stories where he's he's coming home after like like eight liters of beer and then like trying to pretend to his mom that he's like he like had like one or two it's so funny to hear about because it's just like can you imagine like coming home at like five in the morning and trying yeah. to convince your mom that you're completely sober after that, a night out? What? <laughs> like, like your parents are already like awake, like from the morning and you're just coming home. There's no way that works. No, I like, I, I don't understand it. Apparently he says he's like that. He felt like he got away with it a couple times, but it's like, it's your parents like you and your mom always knows. I, yeah. There's no way they didn't know. Yeah. Um, God. There was one time that I went to a buddy's house in Stoughton, uh -huh. um, and we were drinking the night before, and I had to go out to, like, uh, breakfast with my grandma the next morning, <laughs> um, and so, like, we were, we were drinking. Honestly, I didn't think I had that much, but I think it was because, like, I, like, just did not take care of myself at all that mm. night. It was one of those ones where you just, like, have, like... 10 12 shots and then you yeah. just kind of like fall over on the couch at yeah, the end of the just night lay there and die yeah, yeah. <laughs> just suffer uh -huh. and then you wake up and you have no idea where the fuck you are yep. or like where your phone is yep. where your keys are yep um and then so i drive home in the morning 
and um, we were, I forget, we were like going, I don't know if we were going over to like pick up my grandma or something <laughs> like that. And my dad's like, oh yeah, you should drive. I'm like, <laughs> I really don't want to, and but like I didn't want to like say why because we we're literally going to pick up my my grandma, and so I'm driving, and and he's like, oh yeah, why don't you go grab her? And I half think he knew. I, th- yeah. I think he knew. Yeah, and he was like, he was trying to take the piss because like he knew I was hungover and he wanted to like he wanted to make me suffer because <laughs> because I was stupid and went out drinking the night before we had <laughs> breakfast. So I think he knew and he was just trying to. He was trying to like get me to admit it or something like that, <laughs> and I I was stubborn and I didn't do it. And so I go over to uh, her door. I'm walking up. I divert as soon as I get halfway up her driveway, off to the right, and I went and threw up in her bushes. <laughs> Literally, I I as soon as I got out of the car, I'm like, oh my god, I I I knew it was coming from there. And, like, so I just, I tried to get out of, like, the line of sight from the car, but, like, everybody knew what was happening by that point. And it was just, like, I tried to play it off, like, like, I had, like, food poisoning or something like that, but I, like, it's, it's like, I was, like, 19 at the time, uh-huh. so it was just, like, my parents don't really care. Yeah, yeah. And it was, like, my grandma thought it was funny, so. That's <laughs> <laughs> so, when I got drunk on my grandpa for the first time. He was just he he was kept, just kept saying he was happy he lived to see it. <laughs> it's like man, I'm ha- happy I lived to see this. Yeah, it's like yeah, they, good old Jakey yeah, getting his old, first hangover. Uh huh. Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually my first time when my grandpa saw me. It was like my first time ever get really getting drunk. Really, I went on the on the boat with the family. I had like five white claws. It was like puking in a bucket at home. My like grandpa was just looking at me like, oh, he's like, I'm glad I lived to see this. I don't think I've ever gotten into like a family function where I've ever gotten like really drunk. I think if anything, I've gotten maybe like not not like drunk to the point where I feel sick, but the point uh-huh. where I like I feel like I'm I'm like not acting normal, like around my girlfriend's family because yeah. they whenever they go up north for the Fourth of July, it's like it's like there's no rules basically. Yeah. No holds barred. Everybody's drinking like whiskey, pounding beers, and it's like by the end of the day, like they'll they'll start with cigars at like nine a.m. Mm. and by eleven they're drinking beer. So it's like it's hard. It's very difficult to get through a full day, and they're just playing drinking games all day. <laughs> like it's just, it's so hard to get through a full day without getting absolutely obliterated. Yeah, but in the in the hardest part too is like you have to get up the next morning and like do it again like it like it's not i shouldn't say it's hard because it's really fun but it's just like your body is just ready to give in at the end of the weekend but like like have you ever gotten like obviously you said you were puking at like like a family function like do are your parents just like do they think it's funny or i do it all the time yeah (laughs) all the time because like that's just kind of how my whole family and extended family are like i'll go to like family events and get drunk with all my cousins. Yeah. Yeah. And like my parents will also all be drunk. We'll all have drinks together. Like going out for my grandma's birthday. I'll have a couple old fashions with the family. <laughs> you know, shit like that. Yeah. Like I've definitely had a couple experiences like at Christmas where some younger cousin will have like some of their get really drunk for like the first time there and just start throwing mm. up all over the place. Like, that's <laughs> like the, how like how young? Like 
oh, it was a few years ago at this point. My yeah. cousin, my cousin Paige, she just kept taking vodka shots. She had to be like fifteen. Oh God! It was we didn't we didn't we didn't know this was going on. I didn't know what was going on. Is my yeah my other cousin Brooke, yeah. who was a few years older, like she's like a year older than me. Was like just back there, just taking shots with her, where the whole family was in the other room, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> did they know or no? They, they knew okay. when she started getting sick. Yeah. It was like apparently that was like her first time ever really, really getting drunk around the family. Oh my god! And my, uh, oh, my I thought you were gonna say getting drunk ever. No, around the family, but like I remember my uncle being like, "What's going on in here?" <laughs> <laughs> but in, in the end, they don't really care. Oh my god! Do you care. do you know do you know Connor Wheeler? Do you know any yes, of the Wheelers? I. That name sounds. If you show me a picture of him, I would one hundred percent know who he is. I hundred percent know who he is. Can't picture his face right now. Okay. Yeah. Well. Anyway. So he he's hosting one of the one of the Germans uh, that we were hanging okay. out with the other day, and and so we, so Brandon Wheeler is the guy who was actually on the Gap Exchange program, mm-hmm. but so he was out in Kenosha or something at a at a job site, and uh, so we were literally just hanging out with his family because we had nothing better to do, but it was so funny, like. So his his sister Michaela Wheeler is like seventeen, and she she was just like out trying to like like keep up with us and like trying like, to do shots oh and stuff no. like that. But oh she no. she she did all right. But like as soon as we weren't even like like two to three drinks in, uh-huh. and we we were all just like doing like shooters or something. Like yeah. the Germans have a game. Apparently, all shooters have like a little number. On the bottom of them, okay. like it's like like one to a hundred or something like okay. that. I don't know what the purpose of it is. In the, in the U.S., they do. Yeah, like all, all shooters in general. All shooters, like I don't know if you have like any little bottles Not in here, re- but I, they all have a number on the bottom uh-huh. of them, and which you could make so many good drinking games out of that. Yeah, but so the one that we did is basically everybody draws a shooter out of just like a bucket, uh-huh. and then basically just whoever has the highest number has to drink another one essentially <laughs> and like literally so we were like two three drinks and couldn't be more than that and she took one shooter and she just ran upstairs and like puked <laughs> yeah yeah but it's just it's so it's so like funny to me thinking back to like when i was that uh-huh. age me too like, like trying things for the first time like i remember the first time i really really drank we got like a thirty case of Natter Days. Oh, like have you have, have you had Natter Days? No, but I've heard stories containing Natter Days, and I usually don't add well. Yeah, no, it's it's and it's honestly not even just because like they're. I think it's just mostly because it doesn't taste like beer. Okay, it's like a strawberry lemonade flavored beer, which is I don't know. It like it's okay if you're just gonna have like one of them or like I don't know, but it's just like. I, I, I genuinely don't think I could bring myself to do it now. But, like, back when we were, like, freshmen, we thought, like, we were so cool drinking Natter Days and Fleischmann's <laughs> vodka. It was just, like, it was a nightmare. You couldn't pay me to do that. Oh, I, yeah, I remember back, like, starting out drinking, how, like, everyone was like, oh, drinking, oh. Yeah. Ooh, back when everybody was, like, here. 16 in high school and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it was like, I oh. remember hearing all the stories about, like, people going to, like, parties at somebody's house and then, like, one of yeah. them got like busted. Yeah, yeah. I think Drew's told some stories think, about yeah, that. Yeah, that definitely yeah. happened. <laughs> but yeah, it was back then. I don't know. It was just. It was somewhere like you'd be somewhere much more elusive. Yeah. To. But that's the fun part yeah, about it, man. It now, that I'm, now that I now that I'm 21, it's just not as fun anymore. I'm not gonna lie. Like, oh, I hope I don't have that same. Like, thing. I, I don't know, man. But like, 
I, like have you definitely have to go out and, and get to like a club or something yes. like yes. when you're not 21 because there's just something about it like i don't know so i i had my um one of my buddies in lacrosse he was like six foot two he had brown hair so like uh-huh. i when he turned 21 i grabbed his like yeah it costs fourteen dollars to get a replacement ID in Wisconsin like, uh-huh. mailed to you. Yeah, so it's like the easiest thing ever. So I had his ID for the longest time, and there's just something about just getting by bouncers with like like somebody else's <laughs> ID, and then just like I don't know, you just you just feel so much cooler being in a club, like knowing you're getting away with something, even though it's like lacrosse. Like really, nobody cares. Mm. Like you could literally give somebody your like real ID and not be twenty one, and get in like literally one of the germans wasn't wasn't 21 and um he got into like new glarus like he got beers <laughs> there and but like part of the reason is because in germany they do their dates differently so yeah. it's it's um day then month so it's like you like people can kind of get the dates confused especially like if you're like 20 and then it looks mm. like you're 21 but it's just flipped okay um so they they ended up getting away with it. It's like some people, like I feel like when you're that close, people don't really care anyways. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like fun getting away with something. And I actually have a really funny story about uh-huh. Let's hear it. That, that, that ID. Um, so when I bought it from him, I paid uh-huh. him like 50 bucks just because like I wanted to like pay him in advance for any inconvenience if I ended up losing it and then he had to go retrieve the card or something like that uh-huh. because it was his ID. So like I felt like I was... Like it's kind of a pain in his ass. Yeah. Like somebody, like it's a liability. Somebody yeah. else carrying around like your ID, essentially. So, I, I didn't feel super bad when it happened because I had already done that. But so this is this is what happened. So I was out playing basketball at home. Mm-hmm. Um, like I usually come home for the summers. Um, and so I was out playing basketball. Um, at one of the parks in Stoughton, and um, I end up leaving my wallet there, <laughs> and so. I'm driving home and I'm like, oh fuck. Like I forgot my wallet. Like I just left it laying in the grass because we were playing basketball. And I get a text uh from I think it was li- like my hair, like the person who cuts my hair. Uh-huh. I get an email or like a like a notification from her on Facebook, like like of her tagging me on this post. Uh-huh. Somebody said, Does anybody know somebody named Matthew Likeness? Uh, whoever it is, um, uh, just let them know to go pick up their wallet at the police station. <laughs> and I see that I'm just like, oh my god, oh, I'm no. fucked. <laughs> I am fucked. <laughs> like, because <laughs> like, like you know, that's that's a natural thing to do. Is like if like you know they'll they have like a system where they 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 you know register that you know there was a lost wallet yeah. found. Yeah. It's it's the right place to 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 give a lost wallet. Mm. But I had my fake ID in there, so so I was really hoping they weren't gonna like go through it, which I think it might be illegal. I don't. I think it might it might might be. I don't know. But so, anyways, I'm I'm driving to the police station. I'm sweating my ass off, like uh-huh. just thinking, like, oh god, like what's what's the story? What do I have to say? Like, like I don't know. Like I found my buddy's. Like he, he left his ID at my house. Like I'm just I was just yeah. gonna return it to him. Yeah. Um, but like he lives in like Marshall, Wisconsin. So I don't even know if I could play that uh-huh. off, but, um, luckily I, I just go in and I pick it up. Nothing was out of the ordinary. Nothing. They just hand it over to me and, <laughs> oh my God, I, I was so scared though. <laughs> I bet. 
because like you can definitely like some some cops don't care like in university towns uh-huh. about like that stuff they'll just take it away yeah. from you and tell you off basically but in Stoughton Wisconsin like I, I heard some people say that you know you can get hit with like um, identity theft stuff like that which is like a pretty serious charge way more serious than underage drinking so mm. I don't know Shit. I was I was definitely sweating it after that like that was. Like, in that way, I'm, like, it's nice to be 21 and not have to worry about that. Like, sometimes sometimes when I see, a po- like, police, like, in bars, like, it still, like, shakes me up a little yeah. bit. Just because, like, <laughs> I had to be so careful. But, like, I don't know. It's just funny. Mm. Well, we're going to wrap this up pretty shortly here. So we sounds can, good. We can get playing some golf. Now, before we go, do you have any predictions score-wise? You could throw out any numbers. <sighs> Man, or do you I, have any have any big goals like you want to par a certain number of holes, birdie maybe? Or? I you know usually I'll get like one one par over eighteen, which you know it, it feels good. It keeps yes. me it keeps the morale high. Yes, yes. Um, I, and rather than uh, predicting a score, I'm gonna flip it back on you. Uh-huh. Give me the over under. How many drinks are we gonna put down? Over under six. Hmm. Oh, we're drinking. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're drinking. Oh, we're Did you think we weren't drinking? I don't know. I'm down for whatever, though. Perfect. Like, I can get a ride out. Yeah. Yeah. No well, there you, there. there you go. I was just going to drive the golf cart home, so. <laughs> <laughs> How about this? How about this? If I'm buying over under six drinks. I'll do under. Under? Yeah, because I, listen, we'll, 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 only time will tell. Cause I will see. Maybe we. Here's a question: How good is your How good is your cart girl? What do you mean? Like, do you have a cart girl right at the are, course? Are we playing out here? Oh, the, okay. The Coachman's. Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess we're playing at Coachman's. I forgot about that. Yeah, I guess we'll have to see then. Yeah, we'll have to see because we'll see. We'll All right. See. Well, okay. So usually, like, as far as my score goes, uh-huh. I'm I usually aim I aim for under one ten. But if it's a really good day and I stay focused for all 18, I might go for under 100. But it depends on the water features, I think. Okay. That's what the score is dependent on. It's the water features. <laughs> Kick my ass. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, episode 88 of Code 1030. Matthew, hope you enjoyed coming back on. It's been real. Second time around. All right. It's Code 1030. We are out.